Hey, it's Brian K. Vaughn, and you're listening to Chris's Comics. My name is Chris, and this is a podcast about comic books. Today, I have a special guest with me. He's a man of many talents. He's a cartoonist, animator, and illustrator. He actually designed this awesome logo for this very podcast. He is a fellow podcaster also. Um, He hosts four different podcasts. The Pop Culture Podcast, the Super 8-Bit Power Hour. Toys and Collectibles Podcast, the Mint on Cardcast. Comic Book Podcast, Four Colour Corner and the Dungeons & Dragons podcast, Super 8-Bit D&D. His shit is bananas. It's Mr. Ben Allen. <laughs> hi, Chris. Hi, <laughs> hi. Hi, Chris's comics listeners. No, I can't speak. Sorry. <laughs> Hello to your listeners as well. Um, thanks for having me. And that, and that is very professional. That was a very professional introduction, I've got to say. I spent, I spent a good six minutes making that. Well, it's, it's, so. it shows. It's really good. Yeah. Compared to what I'm like. I mean, I even fluffed up my own uh, my own hello just then. So, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I, I think I don't know if you've listened to any previous episodes, but my resident special guest, Mister Jay Bidat, will be thoroughly peeved that he never gets an introduction like that. To be honest, but uh, well, he he needs no introduction, surely. That's true. He's a, he's a man who needs no introduction. <laughs> yes, and I have heard your podcast because I, I do listen to it. So, oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, well, of course I do. Well, obviously, you know I listen to your podcast. Um, well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, ju- I wouldn't I, just I listen- create the logo and then not listen to it. it seems, bit, <laughs> seems a bit dickish, to be honest, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's to be honest, it's dead weird this in a way because like, like having a conversation with you and having your voice talking mm. to me and me responding, like rather yeah. than just listening. Like, <laughs> if that sounds no, di- right, ditto. Like- <laughs> Trust me. Yeah, no, no, it feels the same because I was like, I've heard your voice many times, it's and now really it's like, awesome. oh yeah. It's like oh, I, I listen to um, I listen to the Super Ape Power Hour whilst I'm working. I work in Domino's oh, cool. and like sometimes I, mm-hmm. I work in the kitchen, like prepping the food and that. And I literally have my iPhone on playing the Super Ape Power Hour, so like everyone oh, else can hear. Um, and it's just like my like little Thursday podcast that I listen to. That's so. awesome. <laughs> so yeah, so, like you and Hugh and the gang are just like blaring out in Domino's. We're hanging out in Domino's. <laughs> I like that. I love it. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, so later on, uh, we're going to be talking about our comic book origin stories, uh, yes. basically our comic book gateways, how we got into reading comic books all those many years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also going to be reading out some comments uh, from the latest Facebook and Instagram posts uh, from some listeners, so stay tuned for that. Uh, we're also going to be chatting about what comics have been reading recently. Um, but first, let's get to know you, Ben. Oh, Ta- okay. Ooh. Tell Ooh. our lovely listeners who you are. Where you're from, what you do, and who your favourite Spice Girl is. Who my favourite Spice Girl is? Okay, um, I'll, I'll obviously save that for last. Um, so uh, yeah, my name is Ben Allen. I am a cartoonist, as Chris was saying, and I'm also a co-host of a few podcasts. 
Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm from Norwich. That's it. That's it. I don't. I don't really know what else to say. Really. Um, I do improv comedy as well. You do. I I failed to mention that. You know what? You're a man of many talents. And thank you. It's very kind of you. No. Well, you you haven't seen me do improv yet. I could be absolute shit. (laughs) Sorry. Can you swear on this? I can't remember. Of course, you can fucking swear. (laughs) (laughs) No holds barred here, mate. I'll still keep it to a minimum. I don't really really swear that much. Or do I? Do I swear a lot on Superpower? Uh, No. I I mean. Chelsea does. She says, oh, yeah, she says cunt uh, a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. my <laughs> great, my 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 partner as well as um, co-host of Super Eight Power. Yes, yeah, yes. She does swear a lot, and that isn't uh, that isn't staged, by the way. That literally is. It always like. tickles me. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it's like. And then the, um, the, the follow shortly followed by the the sigh from Hugh because he's got to edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, that's that's what I do. I um, I'm. I do, I do animation, I do illustration, I do some design as well. I literally do anything if you pay me the right amount, basically. Yeah, I saw um, you do. You did like a really cool music video with like a lion in it recently. Oh yeah, I did that for a for a chap called Levi. Um, you could should um, everyone should go check him out. It's just Levi. It's really weird though. You sort of spell it with like it's like L. Hang on, let me think. It's L then little E, capital V and capital I, I think, or something like, like that. Like the jeans. Uh, maybe <laughs> but, okay so what if you want to check out his mu- that music video um there's two there's one which is called it's levi slow down which is the one with the line you were talking about and there's another one i animated for him which was uh, which is guanza spelt uh g-w-a-n-s-u-h guanza you should check that out as well so but yeah that that they were quite interesting to do and, yeah, and, yeah, it was yeah. something a bit different, that wasn't it? Because obviously yeah. you do a lot of comic book art stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's also like completely different, like because it's um, they're, they're like like you were saying, Chris, they're music videos, and it's it's music and a culture that I've never ever experienced ever, and and then suddenly just getting sort of thrown into that, and uh, oh, and Levi is such an interesting character. Yeah, you should definitely check out his stuff if you can. Awesome, um, yeah, so. cool. So how how long have you been like? professionally doing art oh well it's 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 a weird one because i've been i mean i graduated uni in 2011 i studied animation and i sort of had a period where i I didn't really do anything it was really bad it was really bad i don't know if you i mean i know some of your listeners probably know what i'm talking about where you sort of just yeah i know exactly what you mean yeah you study and you you get what you needed to do you finished it and then just like well now what and you, well, you should get a job, shouldn't you? And animation in particular is such an absolute ball ache to get a job in, especially if you live in Norfolk, because there's like literally, there's, I mean, now there is more jobs. So if you live in Norfolk, there are more jobs now. Um, but yeah, really, it's it's there's only a small handful. Uh, you, or you could go to London, but I don't really want to live in London. No offense to London. It's I just I just don't want to live there. Um, and uh, so yeah, I did that, and then we started. We started the podcast in between that as well. So I got really into uh, podcasts and um, like trying to remember, like like uh, really get into pop culture and stuff like that. Like I've always been into it, obviously, but like really properly like delve into like, you know, the news and stuff like that to do with pop culture. Because at the end of the day, we're now doing a weekly podcast for it. And then it became monthly because we're so bad at the schedule. And then we finally stuck it down to fortnightly. And it's been consistent ever since, which is pretty cool. Well, except, sorry, I say that, consistent ever since. There was a year gap and then we came back because 
uh, I moved around as well. And I was, oh God, this was back when I first started dating Chelsea and we moved into a flat, which was just so tiny. And we, and, and Hugh lived with his parents and it was just like, now we just don't, let's just stop for a bit. And then we brought it back. So, and um, yeah, so but, so, but the, as for the illustration animation stuff, it just sort of like, I think, so I'm trying to remember now, I've always been drawing and stuff, but I think before I did it properly and it sort of, you know, I, I sat, sat down and I was like, just do it do it properly, do it, um, was uh, probably, oh God, I'd say probably back in 2014. I think it's when it sort of kicked off. And it's only really recently it feels like things are happening more lately. Like I seem to be getting consistent work now. That's awesome, so, man. That's what you yeah. want. I mean, you know, it's the dream to like, you know, make a living or at least make a little bit of money doing something that you love, you know, so oh, it's totally, cool. totally, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, I mean... Yeah, I've always said like I've, I've got I've still got a job in retail now, just as part time, and um, it is one of those things that yeah I don't mind it. I've I've been quite lucky that I've been in retail jobs that are to do with my interests. So at the end of the day, I can I can use what I like and what I'm interested in to help with that job. But um, it's not the same thing, obviously. It's not the same thing, and um, yeah, and I I think the future is looking pretty good at the moment for me. I'm I don't know if I want to quote or anything. It won't be like oh it's it's going really well for me. I don't know if you know. Um, but it does. Yeah, it does feel like that. And like I say, I'm getting consistent work. Like I mean, yeah. Hopefully, it's going to go somewhere. So awesome. We'll, we'll, well, we'll as, as far as like your art goes, um, would you ever think about going like down the comic book route? Oh, totally. This is the this is the other thing. I've been madly into comics since I was like I don't know, able to read. Do you know what I mean? And um, and I've always wanted to do comics. I've done comics when I was super young. I had like little like I'd always do a first issue and then just ditch it. I was like I was literally Marvel Comics. Now yeah. I was literally like doing an issue one. <laughs> I'll renumber it. I'm done now. I'm going to renumber it. Yeah. I was always doing that. You know what? Like you bringing that up. Um, I used to make comics when I was little as well. Oh, right. Yeah. But I did the opposite. I had quite a long-running comic oh, book nice. series. Um, it was called The Bluehead Brothers, and mm-hmm. it was about me and my best friend in primary school. Oh, cool. And we used to have we used to put our school jumpers, which were blue, on our mm-hmm. heads and run around the playground. And I used to write about our adventures in this comic book story. That's really <laughs> and cool. And I used to write and illustrate it. And I used, to really get, cool. I used to get kids from the school requesting that they featured in the comic. And they used to pay me money to oh, be in the that's comic. Awesome. <laughs> see, see, I never had anything like that. Because I've heard other creators talk about that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I did comics at school. Stuff like that. I never had anything like that because I couldn't ever write a goddamn consistent story, could I? I was literally <laughs> just renumbering all the time and stuff. And I would, I would just be like, oh, I'm going to do a Spider-Man comic. It's like, you don't own Spider-Man. Why do you do something that, you know... <laughs> Actually, you know, you created. Yeah, um, I, had, I had an original property. I should, I should nice. bring it back, shouldn't I? Exactly, you should. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did have an original pro- uh, property eventually back in high school, um, and uh, I mean, it was just a rip off of everything. You see what I mean? Like, <laughs> this is like, anything? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It was like, I mean, what? I'd be like fifteen yeah. at this point, and um, maybe even fourteen. I can't. I know I was pretty young, but I created a character called the Dark Avenger. And the Dark Avenger was basically a rip-off of Spider-Man, essentially. It was just a guy with a sort of, like, all-black costume, and he had, like, big eyes and stuff. And it's like, oh, it sounds a lot like Spider-Man. Um, uh, but he had a cape. Mine had a cape, so it's a bit oh. different, you know? Yeah, <laughs> Spider-Man didn't have a cape, so that makes him a different character. We should have, um, we should have a crossover, the Blue Eyed Brothers and the Dark Avenger. Oh, please. No, I haven't <laughs> drawn him in years, obviously, <laughs> because I, I, I'm done that. That's, that's my old life, previous life. 
Although I went, Chelsea and I went to visit my family like what last year and um, <laughs> found my old drawings. Uh, and I forgot. I, so I didn't write that many stories with him, but I wrote like, you know, those big Marvel encyclopedias and like yeah. all those character stuff. Yeah. I wrote one of those for the Dark Avenger and all the <laughs> villains and characters and all the sub characters that are in it. That's awesome. But I didn't write a freaking comic. <laughs> it's like so stupid. So you had like um, all his origin and, and the facts about oh, him. Oh yeah, his, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Set was it like, all up. Yeah, I had him. I had villains. There was a point because he was also connected to because it kept, kept going through um, reboots in my head as well. Up until like I don't know, like I must. I, I, God, how old would I have been? I guess in the few years it would have been like I don't know, maybe about sixteen. I might have stopped it. I don't know. I think I must have been 12 when I started it because I'm thinking about it now and it was quite a while. But um, yeah, it went through different permutations and you had like, there was a point where I think the last one I can remember, because obviously this was a very long time ago, Chris, um, was he was connected to Egyptian gods. So it was like, it was it was kind of like Moon Knight before I knew who Moon Knight was. It, it was like, the essentially the, the thing is with him, he was like, um, he was one of these four... Um, like Egyptian warriors that were um, heralds to like one of the Egyptian gods. I cannot remember which one. Obviously, it's like I said, it's been a while. Uh, but he refused to be part of that. He was given those powers, but he was refused to join him. So therefore, he had those powers, but he wasn't as strong as he could have been, and he was obviously wasn't part of um, his heralds. And then eventually, he does meet the other three. Who are obviously more strong, are obviously stronger than him because they have those powers and they and they succumb to that god and stuff. And it was like, like I think about it now, I'm like, oh, I had quite an imagination. Yeah, why? Yeah, what, that's, what a pr- that's a pretty decent like <laughs> mythology behind that character. Yeah, to be honest, so it, it sounds more well written than the new uh, DC Age of New Heroes line that came out. <laughs> Who's your favorite Spice Girl? Oh shit! I nearly forgot about that. Uh, oh god, that is a really tough one. Um, it should be easy. Oh, oh shit! The no. obvious okay. answer is Ginger Spice. Is it? Is that oh, the obvious yeah. answer? I was okay. all about Jerry Halliwell. Wait, yeah. wait! I thought Jerry was nice. Jerry was nice. Is um, that Union Jack dress, man? Oh yeah, it was. Yes, yes. Amazing. I think I, that was I a sexual I... awakening for me. That. Here <laughs> <laughs> on the Brit say, Awards. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say sporty, not then, but sporty now. She's like a she's like a completely new woman. You know what I mean? It's really, it's really yeah. But no, I, I don't know. I don't I don't really know. I, I guess let's let's let's. I'll go with you. I don't want to copy you, but uh, <laughs> no, no, fuck it. I'll go to Jerry. I'll go. I'll go. Uh, yeah, I'll go yeah. scary. There we go. Oh, scary. Okay. Why not? Yeah. I can't stand the woman now, but yeah. Go on. Yeah. Melby. You know. Awesome. Oh, she. Cool. So irritating. So <laughs> let's let's move on to what we've been reading recently. So okay. do you want to go first, dude? Uh, sure. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start sort of. Okay. So basically. What I'm a little bit worried about coming on here was I know you guys are very um, you're very into your uh, I know you don't want to be pigeonholed into a certain area but I know you guys are very much into your sort of western and your superhero sort of type comics. Yeah, I basically I... only read Marvel and DC. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I, I have to... got an exception here that I'm going to discuss, but it's okay. to go, so it's not really an indie. Uh... Well, I didn't want to. I did Well, it's not even an indie. I didn't want to come in and weeb it all up. Basically, is what I'm saying. <laughs> no, man, just talk about what you've been reading. You know, okay. you might even introduce me to some stuff. All right. Well, I'll, I'll get into that in just a second. But for now, I'm going to start. I'm going to start. Let's let's, let's ease go me in. more in your wheelhouse. Yeah. Let's yeah. be more here. Right. Okay. It's not a superhero, but okay. it is an image tile. Okay. Uh, I've been reading. I've read the first issue of a comic called Murder Falcon. Right. By I've n- Daniel I've not heard Warren of that. Johnson. Have you not? No. Okay. 
Um, this is why. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, sorry. A bit, a bit. And this is the most like mainstream right, gonna, one that you've been reading. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the camera on just for Chris so you can so, see what I'm doing. So okay. Ben. So Ben's a hipster when it comes to comics. <laughs> I am though. Let's I see. think I. Uh, they do say that in um, my my co-hosts in Four Color Corner are basically like I'm just this because I'm like this guy that comes up and be like oh yeah well you know I found this artist on Instagram oh it's really cool and they're like yeah, oh, did you find it on Instagram it's literally that all the time but I, I do I just you know but um that's cool man yeah. you, you like so, what you like you know so this is Murder Falcon look at that oh that looks cool look how rad that cover is that looks pretty right? pretty nineties dude. I know, I like it, I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm always a bit, uh, I have a love-hate relationship with 90s comics, but that is, that is pretty badass. But um, yeah, it's a guy called um, uh, Daniel Warren Johnson, who I uh, found on Instagram. Uh, and he um and uh, he does all these like amazing sort of commissions. He He's done like um, like some Star Wars stuff, and he's done Gundam stuff, and I, I love both those things, so... Uh, uh, yeah, I, I was checking him out, and um, yeah, it's gorgeous. It's about this uh, this guy whose name I've completely forgotten. Hang on a sec. Oh yeah, Jake, that's his name. So it's about this guy called Jake. He used to be in a band. He stopped being in a band for reasons. And then what happens is uh, this monster comes into his room and starts attacking him. And then he picks up his guitar to hit it to hit the monster with it. And then what he does is accidentally call. Uh, Murder Falcon. It's, yeah, it's I, I, you know I don't know if the story people are like oh it's a bit it does it doesn't make any sense it doesn't have to right no, in this situation it's comics. <laughs> it's, it's comics and it's a comic called Murder Falcon so you you know you have to you have to give it its dues but um yeah so he can't, he comes in and uh, starts fighting this monster and then they uh, yeah and that's pretty awesome and then he. Um, they they fight these other monsters. I don't know. That's not explained. It's not explained why there's <laughs> lots loads of monsters. fighting monsters. Yeah, that's that bit isn't explained. Why this city has loads of monsters in it? Maybe I have to reread it to find out. But it didn't seem like they explained that. But um, not that there's anything wrong with that because I think you sort of. Um, I mean, you've established in this world that there's an, a falcon dude with a robot arm that can be summoned by heavy metal. So I mean, yeah. If you can, if I... you can, you know, digest that and accept it, then yeah, you know, why, why should I pick on that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why should I pick? On... So you know, um, so I, I, I started reading it. Be... I, I started reading it because I'm pure. I'm very shallow, and I wanted it because of the artwork. Dude, I, quite... I'm exactly the same. Yeah, like yeah. If I pick up a book that I've heard that's good, like it's usually something that JB's recommended on Image. To be honest, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. something like Weatherman or you know something like that. And sure. if I pick it up and look at the art and I don't like the art, I won't read it. No, and that's fair. That's totally fair. The only comic I've ever read and enjoyed, even though I hated the artwork, and I'm sorry I'm going to call out the artist, is uh, She-Hulk, which was... Which She-Hulk was it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I so, think I know, know the one, one you mean. It's, it's the one with uh, Charles Saul is doing the writing and it's Javier Polido doing the artwork. And I'm sorry, I just don't like Javier Polido. I just don't like his artwork. I didn't like him in the Hawkeye annual. Because, you know, there's the Matt Fraction and David Aha run, or David Azure. And then he just turns up and be like, I'm going to draw this now, great. And I'm like, you've ruined it. Go away. Um, and I know some people like it. I talked to Hugh about it, my co-host, and he said, I, I love it. So I was like, okay, fine. But um, I remember my, I remember Chelsea, she was looking at my um, the comics when I was reading She-Hulk at the time when it was coming out. And she said, oh, those covers are gorgeous because they're drawn by Kevin Wada. Right. So they're yeah, like beautifully yeah. painted. Yeah. And yeah. she's like, oh, it's great. I remember the covers. Up. They're really nice. Yeah, they're great. Um, and um, she picked them up and started looking for the interiors and just went, oh. <laughs> she put them down. It's like, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's awkward. But I said, but the story's really good. And I was I was sad when it ended. 
So even though I didn't like the artwork, I still really enjoyed the character and the story. But then I like She-Hulk anyway. She's one of, she's one of my faves. So, um, but so yeah. Anyway, yeah, Murder Falcon. I read issue one. I didn't want to spoil too much of the plot. Not that there's like huge twists or turns in this. If you just like big, rad, messy artwork, then go check out Daniel Warren Johnson and go and check out Murder Falcon if you can. Um, I believe issue two's out now, but I haven't read it yet because I take ages to pick up my pull list. So there you go. So that's cool, the first man. thing. Sounds good. Yeah. What about you, Chris? I have been reading uh, this book from DC Vertigo called Hex Wives. I don't know if you've heard about this. I have not, no. It's uh, written by Ben Blacker and art is by Merka Allendoffo. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Um, she also does the art on a book called Unnatural that I've been reading. It's from Image Comics. Oh, I've heard of Unnatural. That's um, It's a reprint of a, like an Italian comic. Yeah, um, yeah, I've heard of it. It's... It's quite saucy. It's about like a sexy mm. pig. Actually, you've heard. I, th- I think you've mentioned this on your show. That's probably why. Yes. I, yeah, I have talked about it before. Yeah, because I saw. Oh god, who was it? Someone was doing a variant cover for it. I think it might have been Bengal. Was doing a variant cover. Yeah, for it, yeah, was, it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so I knew about that, and then I listened to your podcast. And I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah, that's it's cool. it's about like anthropomorphic animals, and um, yeah, mm-hmm. just a. It's kind of. I d- the art is absolutely gorgeous, so I'm kind yeah. of I'm staying on it for the art. Um, the the story is is not something that I'd usually read, but um, yeah, the art is just wonderful, so I'm sticking around for that. Uh, but that's yeah, she's fine. that's the reason why I jumped on this book to be honest, um, f- purely because of the fact that she was doing the art. And to be honest, I didn't actually pick it up myself. It was my partner um, mm-hmm. Abby who picked it up. And I saw her reading it, and I was like, "Wow, that, that art's amazing!" And and then I saw who it was, and I was like, "Oh, obviously." Uh, yeah. I was like, mm, c- "Can I read that after you?" And she was like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I'm totally on board with it. I ended up liking it more than she did. So yeah, it's about um, like a covenant of witches, um, and it's like a war between them and like this all male conspiracy known as the Architects, uh-huh. and it's a, it's over like hundreds of years, like the war between them. Um, and the first issue kind of shows like through the ages and then it sort of ends on um it's not really a spoiler because this is sort of the premise of the series but it's like 13 years later and all the witches have sort of been put under i don't want i don't want to say a spell we don't know too much about it at the moment but you don't know yet they they sort of wake up in um like 1950s America white picket fence sort of jobby then they're all like house oh, housewives and they have no recollection of like their lives as witches covenant so they're sort mm-hmm. of being controlled by uh, this this group called the architects Chris what was this called again sorry hexwives hexwives i was just going to look it up on my phone here cuz uh, obviously we're not in the same room <laughs> so it would it would help if i just sort of so I can have a look at the artwork yeah yeah go for it man so, um, it's a it's a lot more interesting than i've uh, clumsily tried to explain there really no no you've you've explained it i just wanted to check out because I'm, I'm 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 well i'm not i'm a cartoonist i'm visual yeah, know, yeah. I'm just, I'm no I'd, I'd definitely recommend it dude um yeah i'm not sure if issue two's out yet because i'm horrendously behind on my books as well um but oh, yeah it's nice issue yeah, one good. was uh i was impressed with it is it is it Joelle Jones doing the, one of the covers? Yeah, she is. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I thought yeah. So. That's why she's nice. she's great. I love her yeah, stuff. Yeah, she's the reason I'm reading Catwoman. <laughs> like, yeah, know. I picked so. up issue one of Catwoman, and it mm. was really good. Um, 
but like her art. See, I loved her art on Batman. Yeah, and same. it's slightly different. I think the colouring's different, isn't it? Something yeah, to do with I the colouring. So. Um, it was more sort of um, like a noir feel to it, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. A bit more flat, the colour, in Catwoman. Um, yeah. Plus the story was kind of odd. Uh, so yeah, I, see, I didn't I'm... carry on reading it past issue one. Yeah, yeah. But I got the gorgeous variant cover from Art Germ because that was just to oh, die nice. for. <laughs> like, yeah. fucking hell. I know um, the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. No, I've, only yeah. Got, I've only got the... Uh... I've only got the, the regular one, yeah. I actually yeah, yeah. bought that variant cover twice. Um, I also read the Witches Halloween special from Image Comics. Okay, so I don't think you would have heard our um, recent Four Color Corner because, for those of you who don't know, Four Color Corner is our spin-off of Super Power Hour, so it's out every month, and Patreon supporters get it the month it comes out, but then people who don't support on Patreon get it a month later. So, yeah, so I'm a cheapskate, so I haven't got it yet. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. We don't want to force anyone to buy it. We're just saying that's what we do. Um, but we did, for Halloween, we did a Witches, the first book. Oh, it's amazing, um, that book. I love it. Right, okay. Spo- spoilers first. Oh, do you I not hate, like it? I hated it. <gasps> I hate wow. it. I didn't hate it. That's strong. That's strong. Are you, a, are like you a Snyder it. fan, though? Like... I, yeah, I, lo- I like the new 52 Batman stuff. Yeah. Loved it. I was, what I was about Jock? The, I was is it the art that you don't like? No, or? I love Jock as well because I love Black Mirror. That was brilliant. Right. The problem is, and I hate to say it, was is it Hollingsworth that does the colouring? Yes, I think so, I yeah. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I hate Hollings' uh, colouring in this. Oh, wow. I hate it. Okay. Because it would li- well, he'd literally just like put like, sorry listeners, he'd like jizzle over the page basically, <laughs> and I just couldn't see what the hell was going on. Yeah, like there were some pretty dramatic brush strokes like, yeah, in that book. Sorry, yeah, you can even see at the back there's a bit where it shows you the process and that's cool, but there's a point where it's like, well, that's enough. Yeah, you can leave it. Yeah. And then he just carries on. He's like, yeah, I need more. Yeah, fucking yeah, great. And I'm like, I can't see what's going on now. It's like a kid in art class, isn't it? When they're just yeah. like using the brush and just like spraying it everywhere. Yeah, so I tried to like it, but... All right, well, no, that's, I liked, that's fair enough. I liked elements of it. It's just that... And, I, and, I, and there was some bits where I was like, cool. In fact, the... Again, I don't want to spoil it for our listeners, unless they, unless you. I mean, how do how do you feel about spoilers? I don't want to. Oh, I, I. I mean, you've read I, it. Honestly, so. I need to record like a, a spoiler disclaimer at the start of the podcast yeah. because I always spoiled stuff on here. So go ahead, spoiler okay, well, warning I'm, for witches. Okay, well, there, there's only there's a um, small story at the back of the trade, which I believe was like I guess it was a pitch or something like that, but it's this um, this. Um, Oh, excuse me, sorry. Um, there's this uh, woman, and you're seeing from her um, point of view, um, like literally, like it's the, like you're seeing from her eyes what, what's going on. And it's this dude that comes up to her, and it's clear it's his sister, and he's all like, hello. Hi, and um, then later on, it turns out that um, it's only a few pages, but it turns out she's been um, pledged to these witches. And there's a point with the artwork where you see, because um, he covers her face when she's been pledged. And he uses his hand, doesn't he? And it covers, and you can just see the witch, this horrible witch humanoid from, like, in between his fingers. And it's horrible. That is fucking amazing. Yeah. That, yeah. that was, like, really good. It's like, wow, I wish the rest of the book was like this. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's proper, also... like, proper horror movie yeah, like, trope, that, isn't it? And it's cool. Yeah, and I mean, it, it... to be honest, that's the reason. I mean, I love my horror. So mm-hmm. this, this book was wonderful for me because it was, like, it was so creepy. 
Um, and it, it genuinely scared me. You know, I was just like, wow. Yeah, yeah. And I don't really get many comics like that that actually, you know, stay with okay. stay with me uh, afterwards. <laughs> uh, so that's the reason why I liked it. But I know you're gonna I know you're gonna talk about witches the the, the special. But before we, I just want to say as well, if you like horror and you want to check out some horror comics, um, I'm gonna recommend you manga. Later. Oh no! Don't be and doing should, that. <laughs> and I will because you need to. You need if you like horror. The, as you may know, the Japanese are very good at this. Oh yes, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Chelsea is obsessed with this guy, and I'm sure everyone, I'm sure listeners will know who I'm talking about because he's like the godfather of horror manga. But you should definitely check this guy out. But we'll talk. I'll probably talk about when I talk about manga later, if you want. But yeah, please, please proceed. All right, cool. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I read the Witch's Halloween special. I'm guessing you didn't. No, I didn't. I, I, I was this close to buying it. I was this close because I was like, no, I'm going to give it a chance because there were elements I liked about it. And I'm still curious to see what's going to happen with um, Sail or Sailor. I'm still, you know, I'm still invested that far, but, you know. Well, uh, she's not in this at all. It's like a completely different uh, mm-hmm. family. Um, it's, it's, it's not related in any way to the, to the first trade other than obviously no. the witches themselves and the whole idea. It's, it's based in like the same town and everything. Uh, yeah. But it's based around uh, the friendship between this little boy, and and uh, yeah, I, I don't really want I don't really want to spoil this one just in case because it's kind of new out as well. It, it's it's up to you, man. I mean, like I'm not going to be upset if you spoil it for me, but for your listeners, I understand. So. Yeah, I, I don't know, but it's it's almost like like Abby preferred this to the witch's trade. She she liked it more. That's interesting. In a way, I kind of felt the same. I mean, it, it was a lot shorter. Obviously, it's um, it's compiled um, shorts from the Image Plus Zine. Um, I don't know if you mm-hmm. you've seen that, but like Image Image been putting out a zine every month. So I've heard this of it. I haven't seen any. this uh, story by um, Scott Snyder and Jock was called mm-hmm. ba- Bad Egg, and they basically it was basically like a a serial that they put in just like one page in that every month. All right. So this is that that this is the Halloween special. It was that compiled. Um, so it, yeah, it was it was a completely different you know set of people in it from the first trade, and mm-hmm. um, darker almost as well. Even oh, even right. even okay. more fucked up. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'd I'd like to the let the less I say on this, I think the better because okay. if anyone who hasn't read it, I'd say go and check it out, including yourself, even though you didn't like the first right. one. It's 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 very creepy and pretty fucked up. I need to find up. someone who's got it then. I need to find someone who's got it because um I I literally uh I was gonna buy it then I found out how much it was. Yeah and, yeah it was pretty um, pricey for for like a, a regular comic book. I mean it yeah. wasn't it wasn't even in like premium format. There wasn't a spine on it or anything. It was no, just a, a that's fat what put book. Me off. I thought like you know from what I spent on like say the Swamp Thing Winter Special. Yeah oh yeah that was dope stuff. man. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Fuck. Right? Jason and, Fabok on that book. Oh, oh my yeah, god. He's, he's good. Yeah. He's someone like he's someone I would never want to like. I mean, his and my art style are completely different, and he's someone I would never because I've got this. And I'm sure other artists have this where they've got like people they are just like mega into, and then people that are mega influential to them. Jason Fabok is not influ- influential to me in the slightest, but I fucking love his artwork. Like I would never, I would never try and emulate the guy at all. It's his own thing, and I just, I just. I love it. But then you look at someone like Darwin Cook and I want to be like Darwin Cook. I'm <laughs> Darwin Cook. Basically, yeah, so, man. Fuck you know. it 
But obviously, you know, those two styles are just so completely different. But yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Fabric on that's one thing. Annual, I was blown oh, away I, by that. I, I want him to do a regular title when I saw that. Yeah. Like, oh, great. yeah. That came out of nowhere because I'm, I'm not really. I wouldn't say I'm a Swamp Thing fan. I don't even think I've read that much. I am, but I, I'm very dip my toes in kind of Swamp Thing fan. I'm more like buy an action figure of Swamp Thing. I read a bit of the Alan Moore stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, read, I read the Scott Snyder one. That was all right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm more like I'm interested in him. He's yeah. freaky. But I'm definitely going to I'm, I'm going to check out that Swamp Thing. Uh, is it TV show it's coming out? Yeah, I'm interested in that. That's the only one out of these DC shows I'm mega interested in, to be honest. So, do you want to talk about what you've been reading? Sure. Are you done with Witches? I'd just rather yeah, I mean, I, you, I know sorry. I didn't really um, go into it too much, but mm-hmm. it was really good. It was fucked up and dark, and yeah, go read it. I'm going to talk about manga now. Go for it, man. <laughs> okay. Let's change right. the subject. Let's change it. <laughs> Let's bring it back round, sort of. Right, so... Um, a while ago, I mentioned this on Four Color Corner. I start up. So basically, there's this this mangaka who I love, and Jack always has a go at me. Jack Chambers of Also for the Podcast. He he has a go at me because I mention his name like pretty much every single episode, and I don't mean to. It's just again, he's one of my biggest influences as well. Uh, it's a guy called Naoki Urasawa, and he's done uh, manga such as Twentieth um, Century Boys, which is basically like a sci-fi version of it, essentially. Um, I mean, it's not like a big clown or anything, but it's like the whole idea of like these kids that experience something and then they're now adults experiencing the same things and stuff like that. So it's kind of like that, like a Japanese sci-fi version of that. Uh, he also did um, a manga, which I've got Hugh into. Hugh's reading it and he actually quite likes it, uh, which I can't believe, <laughs> called uh, Pluto, which was about, which is a, a detective thriller it's about nine volumes, but it's based on a 12-page story from Astro Boy. Do you know who Astro Boy is? No. Okay. No. It's all right. It's okay. <laughs> People, the listeners will know. It, it's really weird. I'm going to say this now. He's about that. He's this little robot kid. He's like... He had a cartoon on CBBC at one point. Oh, really? <laughs> Back in the day. Yeah, oh, hang yeah. on a minute. Yeah, it rings a bell. Yeah, Ast- uh, Astro Boy. Or Mighty Atom, as he's called in Japan. But yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's that... So it's about this, because he's this little robot boy superhero, right? So what Urasawa did was take one of the plots from that, which was about this robot that was going around killing other robots, and just made that into a thriller, detective thriller, which is nine volumes. Oh no, is it nine? Yeah, nine volumes. And that was that's one of my favourite comics ever. It's so good. And it's um it's really it's it's this um just a really good detective novel essentially and it's really really good um but the first thing he's been really like what he's known for really is his uh book series sorry his manga series that he drew in i can't remember the magazine unfortunately but back in the day back in the 90s was called monster urasawa is so good at like like it's not like i don't know if you can see it there i'm just showing chris i don't think you can probably see it but the way he draws people, it's not so. It's not like over exaggeration or anything like that. It's just yeah, um, very it's quite subtle. subtle. Yeah, yeah. He also is very influenced by um, European stuff as well. Yeah, so it's not yeah. Like I was going like... to say that it doesn't look as Japanesey. No, yeah, he's not trying. He's not trying to go for the what you would assume manga is kind of thing. 
and he's very he said he's very infu- um i've seen read an interview with him and he's he was very influenced by french stuff as well like oh yeah, yeah yeah actually i can yeah. see the influence there yeah and he's he's really good at that and I, I, the, some of the things i find amazing and this is what i would love to do in my own stuff especially when i do more comics um is he has moments where he pauses and i think that's the other problem with western comics because they come out so um they have a schedule and stuff like this 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 comes out every week this came out every week in in their magazine they did but it was just like like 2008 it was just an anthology type thing so he had multiple chapters and yeah i'll be honest a lot of this is filler as well there is a lot of it where you're like okay because dragging a little bit but because of the way he does panels and stuff he's able to do like have moments where it's just a face and you know exactly what that character's thinking without having to write it and I just love it. I love it. Like, he'll have moments... I'll see if I can find a page now. I'll show you a page where it's just like... It was like, well, you didn't have to draw that face again, but you did anyway. <laughs> like, because it's not, it's not even like the same image. It's like a face that's slightly at a different angle. <laughs> like, why'd you do that? But I suppose you did it because, um, you know, it, it, it's what you wanted. It worked with what you were going for. Yeah, it's all about emoting, isn't it? And you can get a lot yeah. from, you know, the way that an artist draws an expression. Definitely. Yeah. And without generalising, I, I don't want to generalise, I'm going to though, um, a lot of manga is very much about, oh, sorry I can't find a page I'm looking for, um, is very much about being uh, very overdramatic and very uh, big and loud. Um, Subtlety is not a common no, trait, is it? In that, no. Not all the time, no. And Urasawa was really good at that, though, subtlety. But also, it's still melodramatic, they still like, it's still really melodramatic at times, but then that's comics. But it's still, but it's not. It doesn't feel over the top. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I, are I, you on the latest volume now? Then I've finished it. I've finished it all now. So, yeah. you, are you waiting for the next one now? Or? No, no, no. It's done. Oh, it's done. The whole series. Yeah, because the series came out in the nineties. I think it was like the late nineties, and um, this is one of his first ones. So I've done it back to front because Pluto, I think, was his last one that was translated in English. He's still doing them, but not all of them have been translated. So I'm, so I'm getting to the point now where I'm just reading like fan translations online because there's, well, I mean that's a thing anyway. But like, there's a manga called, um, <laughs> there's a manga called Happy, which is a tennis manga. And, um, right. and again, I would never read that. I would like, <laughs> why the fuck would I read that? But because he's drawn it, I'm like, yeah, yeah sure, I'm sold. And um, <laughs> it's about this girl who, whose brother dies and leaves her with like a fuck ton of debt, basically. And it's like, well, what? twat but leaves her with like so much debt that the only way she can repay it is by you know getting so much money so she's like well i'm gonna become a amazing tennis player and that's basically it so it's just about her going into a tournament and stuff but and i when i went to japan with um uh, chelsea and some other friends we um i did buy some of the manga when i was over there obviously it's all in kanji so i can't read it but it was. Co- I, I looked at that and said, like, "Oh man, I bet there's a. Tr- there must be a translation online." And then, sure enough, you can find scans where people have put fan translations. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Not that I condone necessarily piracy, but yeah, that's gonna... a different kind of piracy, though, but, is it? Yeah, if they're not going to translate the fucking thing in the first place, <laughs> let, um, yeah. you know, let me off. I want to read it. So you know. Um, but yeah. So no, I've I've finished all the monster. Um, but I think I've read everything that's been translated into English officially now, which is a shame. So now I have to do do a dirty pirate thing and really do. <laughs> awesome, man! That's cool. Yes. Yeah, yeah. to, to, to me, that's really left field. Like I would never 
go and pick up that you know one the size uh two it's in black and white i know i was gonna say i bet you because i remember you saying in one episode you're not a fan of black and white comics but nor is is jb is he yeah Yeah, we're we're both not a a fan of uh uh, of of black and white comics i don't don't know what it is it's just um I'm, i'm very superficial when it comes to my art and my comics and uh uh quite I don't know if I'd say traditionalist, but I like my comics to look like sort of the house style. Do you know what I mean? No, that's like, fine. There's nothing um, wrong Yeah, I'm just I'm just a bit of a superhero snob. Like like I say, I've I've got Mouse sat bookshelf over there, and that's such a critically acclaimed book. Yeah, that's, yeah that um, is. It's yeah. it's not even mine. It's Abby's, but you know, I've got I've got it there to read any time I, I want, and I know for a fact that I'll I'll never pick it up because <laughs> it's black and white. You should, man. It is good, honestly. It, it's good, but I know what you mean. I get it. As I said earlier, with the, the, the with art and stuff, I'm quite shallow myself. But um, I feel I'm very. I mean, I feel I, I'm I'm very varied, though. I'll read a lot of random stuff because, and it, but it is mainly if the art's good. So it's that. So I'm not the same in the same as you in that respect necessarily. But I am very much like the art has to be good, otherwise I don't care kind of thing and urasawa especially is just he's so goddamn good at like character acting and stuff yeah like, yeah I just that, think, that's important definitely just, how can i i just feel, that's something i would just love to be able to do and maybe i can but i, I just haven't done it yet but like looking at a character's face and knowing exactly what they're thinking even though it's just some lines is just it's just impressive it's, it's, right. it's magical dude that. i mean that's why we love to read comics you know like, yeah yeah definitely yeah so yeah if you if you if you ever want to delve into i, I probably wouldn't recommend that to you it's, quite, <laughs> it's quite heavy like it's like yeah, well here's nine volumes of this fucking like bible-sized book Could you try read that but no uh, Mon- monster is fantastic i i i had a blast with it it's not my favorite he's done though that's pluto which i would recommend maybe not to you because you just said you didn't like cyberpunk stuff so i guess you wouldn't like that because robots and future and stuff, so I don't know. Well, one one thing I know that we boot, we, we sorry, we do both love. We boot, we, we, we do both love, and that is uh, the character that is on your t-shirt right now, Mister Peter Spidey. Parker himself. We love Spider Man, uh, and him. I have been reading Spider Geddon. Hey, so have I. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> well, so we I, can okay, talk how, about together. Well, we can, we can, we can, but it depends how far. How far are you? Because I'm only on. I'm only on issue. I'm about to start issue two of Spider Geddon, but I've read all of Edge of Spider Geddon, and I've obviously read issue one. So how? F- I bet you're really far though, aren't you? Because I no, get the list. I think oh, I think that we're at the same point. And oh, holy shit! Okay, I've, ju- I've, I've just read issue two. Oh, good. I haven't read issue two, but I don't mind if you spoil a bit of it. That's totally cool because I will. I to will be honest, it. man, there's not that much to spoil. Um, mm-hmm. Not much more has happened other than the obvious uh, early deaths that we've had, which I wasn't yeah, expecting yeah, at all. <laughs> so, no. By the way, a disclaimer for the listeners: spoiler alert for Spider Geddon. If you're not, yeah, we're going to spoil Spider Geddon. Uh, but yeah, um, so I've read all of Edge as well. Um, okay. I've read yeah. all the tie-ins also. I'm fully mm-hmm. in, like balls deep into Spider Geddon. Like, I, I can't afford to be, but I will well, be. Well, yeah, I'm I'm half buying and half being a dirty pirate online. <gasps> oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I might have to do that with. Yeah, because I know I miss Superior Octopus. I totally missed that one, and I was like, oh, that, that was good. Yeah, yeah, that's. I'd say that's quite an important issue. Oh, mind you, you've already read issue one, haven't you? So. Yeah, yeah, read issue one. Yeah, um, it's I've... it's set before that. Um, mm-hmm. it's kind of uh, it shows 
Doc Ock like um, creating that technology in, in his lab, oh, basically, and sort yeah. of it's sort of like the reason why the inheritors have come back um, mm-hmm. in a way. I kind of got that from issue one, so I think I'm I think I'm okay. But I mean, like, I mean, like you though, I, I wanted to read. I mean, I loved, and I, I said this on on the on Four Color Corner. I absolutely, I loved Spider Verse. I absolutely loved I, it. I'm actually rereading Spider Verse at the moment. I don't blame um, you. Because of Spider Geddon, I know a lot of people give it shit. Um, but oh, well, to be honest, I I just like reading about Spider Man and Spider characters. You know, it's like same. It doesn't same. have to be like overcomplicated. You know, sometimes I actually prefer it when. You know, comics are, are quite straightforward and simple, like you know, Spider Verse, mm-hmm. um, and there isn't a lot to them. And I love the art in it too. Um, it, it, it I loved just, all the tie-ins. I mean, fuck, dude, that that Spider that Spider Gwen tie-in, issue two of Edge of Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Was amazing. I reread it oh, last yeah. night. I mean, I didn't. I've I've actually got the first printing of issue two, uh, first appearance here. of Spider Gwen, and I here. I recommend like getting that slabbed and graded dude because it's worth loads you know i know isn't that nuts isn't i looked up and it's just in my it's just in my box of spider-man comics up there yeah look after it dude you're kidding me really because it's going Um, for hundreds on ebay i'm honestly that's going to be the first book that i get graded and slabbed but i I didn't um i didn't dare take it out of my bag i read it online (laughs) because obviously you get the digital copy don't you yeah you can that's the problem with marvel comics though because you can get like because i i don't think i've got really disgusting hands but for some bizarre reason when it comes to spider-man honestly the ink just gets yeah no the the smudges go everywhere honestly yeah Uh, they've actually they've recently changed the paper i don't know if you've noticed i haven't noticed yet maybe it's because it's It's not quite as bad but it's pretty wank still um, oh, really? DC Comics that their paper now uh, is lovely. Is there a um, reason they both changed? Because I know it's, uh, it's I know it's the DC ones well. I think they just did the you know the same old thing that they always do and just copy each other at the same time with stuff. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. One probably did it first, and the other one was like, "Oh, we'll change the paper as well." I'd agree with you there. Not to be a DC fanboy or anything, but yes, I do. I do think the paper quality for DC's comics lately have been really nice. I prefer it. I yeah, but no. Um, yeah, Spider Verse. Um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'm currently rereading the whole damn thing. And yeah, that Spider Gwen issue, man, as an origin story for that yeah. character, fucking knocked it out of the park. Oh There's my a God. reason that the character is so yeah, absolutely popular, as opposed yeah. to say Silk, for instance. You know, yeah, who yeah, had exactly. a pretty I mean... fucking weak origin story. Her yeah, first yeah. appearance was like, what the fuck. Oh yeah, she had a yeah. That was weird, wasn't it? Because she had this sort of thing for Peter, didn't she? And they wouldn't leave, leave each other alone. So I was like, I'm not loving this. She made this herself this like web costume, like she just oh, yeah, webbed herself up. But no, I mean the the work that went into that Spider Gwen issue. I mean mm-hmm. the art, you know, the yeah, writing, yeah. just everything about it. It was like um, lightning in a, in a bottle, really. You know, yeah. they really did they, knock out. Because I think they kind of wanted it with. Um... What was it Spider Ben? They kind of wanted that, and I don't think that's going to hit quite as well. I enjoyed that issue. Oh yeah, yeah, the edge of Spider Geddon, yeah, yeah, because it's um Jason Latour, right? Yeah, isn't it? of course, yeah, it's Which the same guy, co-creator of Spider Gwen. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, no, I did. I enjoyed that issue also, but um, I think it's it's set in a weird time in the story that we haven't got to yet, from what yeah. I've discovered. Um, so I don't know whether. I mean, I, I hate it when they do this, where they, they bring out books in the wrong order, and my, oh, like, my continuity yeah. radar's going off. I'm like, no, I shouldn't be reading this yet. But I'm not a big... I don't really mind about continuity. I do when it comes to 
if it's like very close continuity that's to do with stories, yes, that drives me mad. But like, I mean more continuity in terms of like, you know, the same people that go like, oh, that's weird because I don't think Clint Barton would be like the one in Matt Fraction's Hawkeye because he would be like this because back in this comic he was like this. Like that. I don't like any of that. I don't care about that because at the end of the day, these are fictional characters that are like should be like ancient. <laughs> Let's say, are we really gonna? Are we really gonna start talking about that because we should discuss time then if we're gonna start discussing that kind of shit. So, but yeah, no. When it comes to yeah, like very current continuity, yeah, that drives me a bit mad. Like um, Marvel did it a lot with like if a if a book is delayed, for example, they'll do it. Um, like with Civil War two, and I I didn't I didn't read Civil War two. No, I didn't. I, know... I, I read like the first few ones and then i was like this mm-hmm. is shit no yeah I didn't, I didn't care i just don't care but another time when marvel did that um I, they drove me mad it was with um secret wars oh that's it that's what that? i'm thinking of yeah and they brought out because it was like yeah. a huge relaunch of the whole damn lot of their titles mm-hmm, and it was yeah. like issue one of like iron man and and everything else came out before the event mm-hmm. ended and it was like yeah. oh don't like that. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that happened with Civil War Two. Actually, it did happen because it was it revealed that um, Iron Man was in a was gone for some time. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that now. Yeah, so so yeah, and that's really bad because then it well, kind of messes up the end. Yeah, yeah, spoilers. Yeah. You get spoilers. And yeah, it wasn't that. It wasn't that bad in the, the um, Jason Latour book for Edge of Spider Geddon, but um, I could tell that something wasn't clicking though. I was like, why aren't I? understanding this yet yeah, it should it should be uh easier to I know follow what you mean. but it, I, I mean it was it, it. it was cool um but of the spider get and edge ofs um i quite liked that you know the the gerard way one i don't think he wrote this one did he which one sorry mate which what were we talking uh, about the edge of edge of spider Geddon. you know the um zach thompson i think did the, the gerard way one um, I which one you talk. Which one? It's like the mean? little the little girl in the mech suit. Oh yeah. Oh sorry. Yeah, because I can't remember her name either. The one that's basically um, sorry, Chris. The one that's basically Evangelion, uh, the anime. <laughs> it's just it's just a parody. Yes. Yeah, so it, well, not a rip off. It's it's clearly a homage to it. I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm not going to call it out. I'm not going to be like because it literally no. If you ever see, um, if you ever see, it's kind of hard to explain if you haven't seen it. But like, it is literally just. Was it Gerard Way that wrote? That it, one, then. yeah, yeah, because that was no originally uh, Edge of uh, Spider Verse, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It I didn't was, know he wrote that one. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he no created way. the character, or no as as you say, he probably didn't. He just ripped it off. Well, no, 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 no. He he did. This is what I mean. It's it's clearly just a pay- it's just a homage because it's also that one was drawn by uh, Jake Wyatt, wasn't it? And his stuff is that was amazing and it was stuff like it was clearly they were obviously going for a homage because there's stuff like you see Kaneda from Akira and Bato from Ghost in the Shell in the background in one of the panels so it's it's meant to be a yeah, yeah. it's like so a it's, little it, it, nudge nudge wink wink to the people totally and it's the idea of like because obviously they're using what is it young girls to power up these suits and stuff like that that's a that's kind of an Evangelion thing so and even the costumes they're those type sort of like high tech costumes that that they're just it's just a homage to Evangelion. Yeah. Um Yeah, but that so, was a that was a good issue. Um yeah. but as as a whole, like the edge of Spider Geddon books I don't think were as strong as the Spider Verse edge of. No, I agree. I think I, I, I totally agree. Because it felt like you were getting something new and exciting with Spider Verse for each issue. This just felt like it was it was just there. Just to Yeah, explain. I mean as you know. as a whole, um, you know, Spider Geddon so far 
has been underwhelming compared to Spider-Verse. Um, Definitely. But I'm still Those enjoying points. it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's Spider-Man. Yeah. It's great. I love reading Spider-Man. I love alternate universe Spider-Man stuff. It's not a problem at all. I, I love it. Yeah. I love Spider-Man India. I love, you know, I love Spider-Man UK or Spider-UK, sorry. I love Spider-Man Noir. I don't, I don't have a problem with, you know, any of that. I just want to see more Spider-Man, which hopefully we'll get more of that. Because um, he appears in Spider-Verse, doesn't he, with his big giant mech at one point. Which is pretty cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Japanese Spider-Man, yeah. 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 Um, that was cool, sorry, I'm, I'm really, I'm sorry, I'm really weeping up this, this podcast. I apologize. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, no, because um, uh, I love Spider-Man. And, um, yeah, so I was so I was so glad he appeared. I'm so much, I'm so gutted that costume is still not available in the Spider-Man PS4 game. I would love that. Just, I'm, I'm, like, halfway through the game now. And I've unlocked, yeah. I think, most of the costumes. But, fuck, I'm having a good time with that. That game oh, is I, so good. I meant to ask you then, because you, if you haven't completed the game yet, so you've read issue zero then of Spider-Geddon. Yeah, Geddon. now that's the okay, thing. So Unfortunately, yeah, issue zero of Spider-Geddon spoiled the Spider-Man PS4 oh, game I'm for sorry, me. Man. I'm really sorry. That's <laughs> so annoying. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. It's... To, it doesn't even need to be there. No. It doesn't even need to be. Like, <laughs> it's just that, oh, this happens at the end, by the way. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck, thanks, yeah. that. I mean, yeah, I've, I've, I've really played it, luckily, that. but... Yeah, oh, it was, so I mean, to be honest, I'm really I'm, I, I care about spoilers in films and comics, but not so mm-hmm. much in video games because I'm not really a video game guy. So oh, I'm very it much did, like it I didn't bother, bother me that much, but it was kind of like you say an unnecessary spoiler in that comic. Yeah, it didn't. Like, it didn't add to anything. No, so now I know the end of this the Spider-Man PS4 game. But yeah. actually, that book in particular, the uh, Spider-Man Issue Zero. I thought it was beautiful to look at. It was good as well because it's um, what's his face? Uh, oh, I forgot his name. The guy who's very well known for doing Venom and Carnage. Clayton. Cla- some... Not Clayton. No, it is. No, no, yeah, it's Clayton Cole or something, isn't it? Hang on, I've got it here. You can hear it now. There's a bit of foley there. Oh, nice. oh comic book foley. Oh, Clayton Crane. Yeah, Clayton yeah. Crane. Yeah, his stuff in that book, I thought it was lovely to look at. There you go, Chris. It's right there. See, it's right. Oh, it's gorgeous. Oh, no, I really nice did enjoy that one. Bag. It's a nice comic bag there, because that's how much how cool I am. <laughs> Got a bag and bought it. Well, in, in our local comic shop here in Norwich, um, they're already bagged. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, I've always yeah. thought that was weird, because then I go to London, and so I was like, oh, they're going to bag their <laughs> so yeah and i've always i didn't think i thought it was a normal thing in comic shops is that um for ages abstract sprocket yeah, abstract sprocket yeah, yeah i, I know about them area. from the show oh, Never. Of course. Yeah, you know you what i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna do one day i'm gonna come to norwich and i'm gonna have like a super 8-bit power hour pilgrimage and i'm yes, gonna go should. to abstract sprocket and mm-hmm. then i'm gonna go to um Oh, what's the video game place called again? The cafe. One life, one life left. One life left. Yeah. And yeah. then I'm gonna go to Shoot. your sponsor. Um, Regenerating gaming. Yeah, in Anglia Square. It is in, in Anglia Norwich. Square. And also, you should also go to uh, one of the intellectual hooligans improv gigs as well. Yes. Yeah. You should, yeah, you should yeah. time it all. You should time it all like that, and then go and I don't know Marks and Spencer and CQ. <laughs> yeah. I'll get Hugh to serve me, and then I'll get him to like sign my receipt or something. <laughs> and oh, the thing is, I won't tell him, and I'll just freak him the fuck out. Yeah, well, yeah, because I don't know if he knows. Cause no. I've mentioned you, but I don't think he like. He know. doesn't know me. No, I, yeah. I, I, I knew you through Jack, Jack Chambers. 
Yes, because um, um, I was a big fan of Intercomics as yeah, well. So, dude, yeah, dude, same. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Rest in, pe- rest in peace. Rest in peace, Intercomics. That was my um, favourite podcast. I loved that show. That was one of mine. I was, on a, I was a Patreon. Dude, it. it was just... Um, I just love the way those guys bounced off each other and yeah, yeah. genuine, <laughs> intelligent conversation about comics. Like that, as opposed to yeah. to this with me on my show, like <laughs> I cannot. I'm, I'm yeah, not. I'm, I'm not no, articulate. That's, that's I I'm not. I just literally just shoot the shit about comics. But the way that Jack and Dan and Matt mm-hmm. as well, the way they just talk. It was, it's great. I loved it, man. I like to think <laughs> we've tried to do that with Four Color Corner. We've tried to sort of fill that void a little bit. But um, I know I'm not... I'm, I'm, I'm a, I like to be articulate as much as possible, but then I'm also an idiot. So I just end up not being... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I end up like... Well, if you listen to us on the main show, on podcast, I'm just... I'm just I'm, I ruin it, I think. I'm, I'm one of the main hosts, so I ruin it. No, it's super, it's super entertaining. Um, definitely, man. But yeah, it's it's funny how it's all connected, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, speaking of yes. connecting things with webs, uh, yeah, Spider Man, maybe yeah. is is that a segue? I don't know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so, have we got anything more to say about Edge of or uh, Spider Geddon or the, the main go ahead. series? Got the Spider UK is dead. Um, Spider UK is dead. Spider Man Noir is dead. Yeah, I didn't um, expect that. I was... No, because they're actually pretty big ish characters in well, the Spider Man universe. Tomorrow. I talked to my friend about it because he's not reading it yet because he's going to wait till the trade comes out. And I'm like, oh, mate, honestly, there's like, there's already harsh deaths. And he's like, really? He's like, yeah, I'm not kidding. I'm talking about proper... I don't mean like the Houston Pies Spider-Man that died back in like, you know, that one. That's a brilliant... That's really good, by the way. I loved that. It was so fourth wall breaking. I loved it. But um, it's nothing like that, is it? It's like literally core Spider-Man men. Spider- yeah, like literally like costumes in Nuts. a video game <laughs> like yeah you know. it's early <laughs> dlc yeah mate. spider-man noir is like the first costume you unlock <laughs> it's mad i've I, I got to say to christos gage he's the guy writing it isn't he christos christos gage yes if you're listening if you're listening christos if you kill spider-man <laughs> i swear to god i will come find you ben will not be happy <laughs> i'll make you watch all 45 episodes of that show <laughs> you dick <laughs> amazing absolutely amazing oh, okay hang on I was just going to ask did you watch did you watch Power Rangers when you were a kid oh hell yeah dude I'm a okay, huge so do you like Power Rangers, Rangers yes do you like Power Rangers like, now I've, got, Power I've Rangers? literally got the, the Green Ranger a little figure of him right here ne- next to me oh nice 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 um, I'm also a fan of that stuff I also watch um, but I'm that lame that I've only watched watching the Japanese ones as well I'd like to do that one day you know? right you should and also check, check out Spider-Man Academy yeah you, you know of it, right? Yeah, you know yeah, 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 yeah. It's so funny. It's like hilarious. One night, I've been talking to the guys about doing something where we're going to have a night where we just order pizza and just watch a load of um, Spider Man and see how far we get before we crack. You should like uh, record it and do a, an audio commentary podcast on it. I uh, maybe. <laughs> I know Tom and I would just be like jizzing all over it, right? <laughs> and she would be like, "This is weird. This is weird." And we'd just be like talking about like, "Oh yeah, I like this. Oh, this is clearly a reference to when they did the. Oh, so this works with Pat Mighty Morphin because of this and stuff. Oh yeah, I like that. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I did. I loved Power Rangers. That was my jam growing yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. Like, I still need to read the comic because yeah, know same. Like I read a bit of Go Go Power Rangers, mm-hmm. um, and that was really good. But then the whole Shattered Grid thing came in. And oh, that looks amazing! And, right? Yeah, I, it looks it looks fantastic. But 
when it comes to crossovers in comics, you, you're either in or you're out, and it's just like yeah, totally. And it's an investment as well, and it's like yeah. oh shit. And if you fall behind, you got to buy both titles, and mm-hmm. you know. So in, in that case, you know, you wait for the trade, kind of. Um, yeah. Which I didn't, I didn't do with Spider Verse or Spider Gen. I'm, I'm getting the singles. Uh, but yeah, great book. I'm enjoying it. Um, it's not going to win any awards at this rate, but it's fun. It it is what it is, right? And that 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 I mean, if you're a Spider-Man fan, I think you owe it to yourself to read it because it's just so fucking awesome anyway. But like, if you're just wanting to read a new, like, I I wouldn't say it's like exactly like you said, it's not going to win awards for sequential storytelling or anything like. That. It's just it is what it is. Um, and if you want to see a load of different Spider people, then check it out because I'm I'm enjoying it for that. Yeah, I mean it is kind of a pointless rehash of Spider-Verse, the new one. That um, is the only thing. It's going to pale in comparison to it, which is a shame, but... Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's almost like... It is a, it, all I can say is it's kind of pointless, but I'm enjoying it. Going back to um, Spider-Verse, the comic book series, mm-hmm. um, and kind of having a crossover into our next subject about comic book origins, um, just while I remember... I, I did a post on Instagram asking everyone what their gateway was into comic books. And sure. uh, a fella called uh, Rich Watkin, um, he commented on the post saying, Spider-Verse. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and I commented oh. with that reaction. I, I said, wow, that's a strange point to jump on. What pulled oh, you towards is. that series as the first-time comic read? Um, and he replied with, I agree, it's weird, especially as I was 34 before comics clicked with me. I'd, wow. I'd read Watchmen and Sandman and a few graphic novels, trades, singles, but nothing had stuck. Uh, my buddy Dan from the, the A Marvelous Lunch Break podcast said it would be a good place to jump on. Um, yeah. it... <laughs> okay, who is that guy that said that? Wow. Cause, okay. Yeah. Um, and it was the start of an event, so picked up with Edge of the Spider-Verse issue one, with Spider-Man Noir and haven't looked back since but now my comic books are the bane of my bank account um, yeah we all relate with that <laughs> but yeah I mean I thought that was a really odd really place odd. to jump on comic books because um, Spider-Verse I mean yeah you'd need okay. to know a lot about Spider-Man continuity and stuff like that to mm. appreciate it Oh yeah, totally. Because like all the Morland stuff and the inheritors are like obviously this from this story, you know, that happened like I don't know, this might have been a decade ago at this point, and it's just like, well, it's, I mean, because they're not exactly Spider well-known Spider-Man villains, are they? Do you know what I mean? It's like it's a crazy place yeah, to jump on for comics. What a weird way to yeah. start. <laughs> I'm just like yeah. my mind is just going. No, that doesn't work. Nah, <laughs> no. Why would you? No, why would you read this? No, I think if I started on comic books on Spider-Verse I think it would have scarred me for life well I just think I'd be like well Spider-Man's just not my jam please yeah. there's just way <laughs> too many Spider-Man, Spider-People oh well, speaking of which that was really funny um, sorry going off a tangent again there was a um, we went to see uh, a movie um, at the cinema and I thought it was hilarious because the trailer for Into the Spider-Verse came up and after the trailer there's, there's this couple behind us and this woman just went oh yeah that looks really good doesn't it and the guy just next to us went way too many Spider-People in that <laughs> and it just makes so, that's, that's the point you dickhead I wanted to turn around and it's like you freaking idiot it's, it's Spider-Verse that's so funny that's right? like verse universe there's multiple like, spider people watching the um, trailer for like Lord of the Rings uh, a bit too many hobbits in that yeah it's like yeah. Uh, it's a bit too much elves and shit yeah. 
Pretty much rings. That's amazing. Uh, no, but yeah, shout out to Rich Watkin. Um, you can follow him yes. on Instagram. Rich Watkin underscore is underscore my underscore alter ego. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. Yeah, so um, have you got anything else you've been reading recently you want to talk about? Um, I've got one more thing I can rush through, yeah, so we can crack on. Um, well, first of all, I mean, like one little thing I, I had here was um, a load of 2000 ADs because I started reading that. Oh, really? Yeah, weird. weird. After forty years. Well, the thing I, I, I listened to your podcast recently, where you you talked about that how you sort of um, jumped on it with a, a completely yeah. uh, female led creative team book mm-hmm. that came really out recently. Book, one, I yeah. haven't read it. Um, to be honest, I am not a two thousand AD fan. The only time when I read that book is when it's on free comic book day and I get it for okay. free. Um, it's always sort of spooked me. Like mm-hmm. as a kid as well, to sort of like it did with me as well. Yeah, so, just yeah, sort of I, put me off at the art was very garish. And yeah, it's, it, it was it was not my bag at all. So it I, still is, to be honest. I, I'll, I'll warn you, not everything is a hit for me in it, and I'm still trying. But it's one of those things where I feel as a, as not that I ever feel like this about my British, uh, what do you call it, citizenship or anything like that. I don't really care. What, you know, wherever you're born is that that why why should that define who you are and stuff like that I'm not I'm, I'm not going to get into that um, but I do feel as someone who's a British comic book reader I should probably owe it to at least read one British comic of some kind and I don't care about Beano I'd never got into Beano or Dandy um, all I read British wise were like British reprints of Spider-Man and Batman stories that was it which I'll talk about later in the origin stuff but um, 2000 AD was something that just completely missed me um, but I'm I'm really liking it now yeah, is this I, the new yeah. stuff that you're reading? Yeah, yeah, I'm reading it for every week. Oh, I just right. decided to do it because I know so it comes out every going, week. Yeah, it comes out weekly. Wow, but it's not. To be fair, it's like an anthology title, as you know, as our listeners. I'm, sorry, I'm not going to describe this because I'm, obviously I'm sure our listeners know what the fuck 2008 is. But, um, but yeah, I'm on issue. So I started on issue uh, 2100. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there you a go. good jumping on point then <laughs> well it is this is the thing it's advertised as a jumping on point because um, it hit two, issue 2000 I don't know like last year I think it was and I was like oh, wow man, the boat issue then. 2000 fuck it I know eat I that know. DC comic for your action exactly. comics a thousand yeah <laughs> but this is it. but the good thing about it is because they're just anthology stories anyway they're mm. kind of designed for you to pick up yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah but I still was like I need a jumping on point he said well 2100 is the next point I was like okay fine and so I've got in front of me now. There is more than this because this is the only problem. Because I read a pull list every month. Uh, my these are sort of I've sort of slotted them in the pull list. Uh, so I've got like three other issues in my pile by my bed. So this isn't this isn't like the week. <laughs> but um, I've read twenty one hundred to twenty one oh five is what I'm on. And um, there was one particular story I really enjoyed called. Um, hang on, this is this. This is a spin-off, and I didn't know this either, because I don't know, again, uh, listeners, I don't really know much about 2000 AD. I just got into it because I thought I'd give it a try, and I'm glad I did, because it's, it's fun. It's really enjoyable. But um, one of the things I was reading was called was a story called uh, Fiends of the Eastern Front, but it's Fiends of the Eastern Front 1812. So I, I've heard of this, but I didn't realise it was connected. But Fiends of the Eastern Front was a 2000 AD story, about um I think it was about World War vampires. <laughs> so um this is the same thing but set in eighteen twelve. Um and I was like, okay, I'm sold. And it's the artwork is by um 
screw it. I just lost the page. What's wrong with me? The artwork is by... Um, oh, God. Why have I, where's his name gone? Excuse me. Sorry. Oh, so it's written by... It's written by, it's written by Ian Edgington. And it's um, drawn by Dave Taylor. Now, I'm sure... Have people heard that name? Because Dave Taylor... That name sounds familiar. I don't know... I can't... I, can't, I couldn't tell you what he's drawn. But it, I recognise the name. But it's really beautiful, like, painted artwork about... Well vampires in 1812 fighting one of the wars. See, that sparks see? my interest a bit. See? There you okay. go. So it's like this, like painted oh, wow. out like this. I know. So that's not very, that's not what you expect, is it? That's exactly how I felt. Right, I'm going to find a future issue just so you can see some vampire stuff. Hang on. Um, I think that's the other thing though. I like the variety of it because I thought when I said, when it's 2000 AD, it's like, oh, it's all set in the same world, right? Judge Dread shit. It's not at all. It's not at all. And again, I'm sure some people are like, of course it's not, you idiots. But it's like, I, d I didn't know. And, um, but yeah, I, I checked it out. Oh God, that's beautiful. That Those blues there. Hang on. Oh yeah. You can see like, just, um, I don't know when this will be out as a trade, but yeah, no, I, I, I loved it. But that was one of the stories in particular I really enjoyed. That's just ended as of uh, 2105. Um, so do they bring do um, so they bring out the separate stories in trade? So they I think so. I am not an aficionado when it comes to this, so I don't really know for certain. I'm still dipping my toes in and just experiencing. It. But I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Um, that was just a quick thing to mention that. But the the main thing I wanted to talk about, I just thought because I had these right here, I thought, oh, I'll mention that if people want to know. I'm actually reading 2018, and as a first time reader, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. The the, the main reason I started 2018 is because Jack's a fan. Jack Jack Chambers, he's a, he's a fan of it, and he loves Judge Dredd and stuff. And the only reason it was, the main reason. I was looking at, because I follow 2000AD on Instagram, again, sorry Instagram, but I went on there and I was like looking at them, they're doing a competition and I was like, oh, you know what, that's pretty cool. And they were like, oh yeah, well, you you know, do this and you might get a chance to draw for 2000AD. And I'm like, that's really cool, uh, but I don't know anything about 2000AD. Um, and, but the the competition was Draw Judge Dread, so I drew Judge Dread. I don't know if you might have seen it. Chris yeah, yeah, I remember Judge Dread, yeah. Um, and so I then like, well, I can't just draw Judge Dread. I should probably get into it in some way. And I started reading some stuff. I watched the Dread film. Um, and yeah, yeah, I thought he was all right. Judge Dread's, Judge Dread's a weird one, though, because he's like, like, I know there's the whole idea of like, is he a fascist? And I can see that uh, because at the end of the day, he's just a guy who's like, you know, you break the law, you you pay for it, basically. And it's like, oh, okay, oh, oh. But then Carlos Esquera, the co-creator, he said about how he thinks uh, Batman is more of a fascist than Judge Dredd. And I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Why, why would you say that? Because in a way, Judge Dredd is doing his job because he is part of the law. He's the law enforcement. Therefore, that is, that is his job. He's not a fascist personally. He's just, he works for a fascist state. While Batman is literally a fascist because he's going by his own rules, his, uh, enforcing his own rules. And I'm like, oh my god, a square is right. Oh fuck, Judge Dredd's not a fascist. Batman is. That's quite but, interesting way to I look know. at it. Yeah, I had a drunk argument with someone about this as well. Once, <laughs> like, I was this was um, I was in Nottingham recently, um, doing a comic con, and um, we went out. Um, I'm, I'm a friend of mine. Uh, Kit. Well, it wasn't really an argument; it was just a discussion. But my friend, uh, friend, fellow artist, uh, Kit Harrington, you should check out his stuff. Kit draws. He um he was showing us around Nottingham, uh, Chelsea and I, and we ended up in a McDonald's <laughs> really late. Like I think it was like three in the morning, and um, there was this guy just talking about it. And he was like, "Oh yeah, you know, uh, 
oh, Judge Dredd, uh, you know, he's just a fascist, right? I was like, I was like actually, Batman is technically a fascist. And we started talking <laughs> about like that. It's like the nerdiest like, debate yeah, that McDonald's has ever seen. Three in the morning with all these, you know, these dudes dressed up like with like you know shaved heads and just stuff like oh, having a good time, and these and they're like you know p- women attached to their arms with skirts right up to their like um vag. <laughs> do, you know I mean? do you know what I mean? It's like a weird, weird, deco- you know, yeah. dichotomy, isn't it? It's just like this. It's like them just like that. Oh, a fucking party, yeah, great. And then we're just like the thing is with Batman, right? And he's a fascist because of this. <laughs> you only get that kind of like cross culture. Um, you know, in McDonald's, don't you, really? I think so, yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> on like, it's 3am on a Saturday it's, night. It's, it's Mackie D's, that's what it is. <laughs> um, so, sorry, I'll, I'll quickly mention what I was going to mention now. Yeah, um, go for it. So, what I read recently, as we all know, um, it was big news, and you guys covered it like from the moment it came out, was um, unfortunately the sad news that Stan Lee passed away. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, sorry to yeah. sort of laugh as you mentioned that, but I'm just remembering... <laughs> Literally, as we started recording, it happened. Yeah, and that's and so I'm, weird because we—I was like, we, we covered it. Shall we postpone it? I don't know. I just, I just started recording. I was like, and oh I was actually God. like choking back tears when I was like trying to podcast. And I was like, this is really weird. Like, I don't know whether I should carry yeah. on with this. But yeah, it was—it was an odd uh, situation to be in. But almost kind of poetic that I was talking about comics. You know, at that, that precise moment. Yeah, it's the time to do it, isn't it? It's it's it's, it's so sad though. But I mean, I mean, it was going to happen. It, it was pretty, you know, he was pretty, pretty down. Old, old. Yeah, old. unfortunately, but we were kind of waiting. We were dreading the day, but we knew it was yeah, coming. It's going to happen. And uh, yeah, what a fantastic legacy. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, we re- we recently covered it on the podcast. Obviously, we were like a, because of our recording schedule, we didn't we we did it later. But um, I was thinking like once Stanley had passed away, I was like, I should probably read some Stanley stuff. Just to just to to commemorate the man, um, and I read and I was like, the Silver Age Spider Man stuff isn't going to cut it because I do that occasionally, and it's just it's they're silly and daft, and you know I read them for a laugh. I've got the, those big f off omnibuses, like the ones that are in full color that you pay like I don't know sixty quid for. I have one of them, and they're funny. I know Jack said he couldn't read them. <laughs> he couldn't. Well, Pete, too the thing is, Peter Parker but... was a very unlikable character for the first few issues. Oh God, he's also a co- <laughs> it's also a comedy. Have yeah. you read any? You've read the Silver Age Spider-Man I've, stuff, right? I've read, yeah, I have. I've dabbled. Da- I've dabbled in it, and I've got a few of those. Like, I, I don't know if you if you've ever seen them, but you know the shop, the works. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to sell these like miniature, like size down comics. Oh, I have of some like of them. old classic mm-hmm. Marvel comics, and I've got a few versions of them. Like, I've read the um, the 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 Venom origin stuff. Um, okay, you know that kind of era, and yeah, they're mm-hmm. very of its time, aren't they? I've got I've got um some of the stuff like I've got the uh, Days of Future Past as those small ones and stuff like that, um, but yeah, uh, so t- some of it's hilarious though. Like you re- if you want a good laugh, it's really good to just read some Silver Age Spider Man because he's just a, he's just a, a, a dick. He's just a dick who's like who's so he's the most stupid, clever person ever as well. well like you just literally if, like... if you noticed as well, like there's some quite um misogynistic comments he comes out with. Oh yeah, but like, that was sixties. I'm not. I'm not shocked. I was not shocked. Like, by I mean, yeah, it's wrong. It, he'll but... just like he'll be he'll be walking down the street with his camera, and then he'll be yeah. like, "Fwah! Look at that bit of stuff," or something like that, and like yeah. take his camera out and take a picture of it. As long as like, does that just happen? As long as you're not like going, "Oh, I want to be that guy." It's like, no, don't do that. Just, just read <laughs> he it. Comes for off what like, it like is a real stupid. creeper sometimes. Like what was it? I, I read one where it was where it was when he it was the first issue of Amazing Spider-Man. So it's after Amazing Fantasy 15, and you finally get his new series. 
And it's this one where he gets his check for being like, you know, a wrestler or something like that. Oh, I think it was for a TV personality. And they give him the check and he's all like, also, and, he, and the guy's like, well, we're going to need your name. He's like, I don't have a name. I'm Spider-Man. And he's like, well, you know, if you're going to try and, you know, pay it into a bank. Oh, yeah. And he's all like, <laughs> he's like, well, we'll see. We'll see. And the next panal is literally him going, <laughs> trying to ejected. The check. Yeah. And I'm like, did Stanley and Steve go knew what they were doing at that point? Because that is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like, it's like, I can see why where Chip Zdarsky's humour would fit in. Oh, Do you yeah, know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when I heard he was writing um, Peter Spec- Parker's Spectacular Spider-Man. Spectacular, I, yeah. I really I was, enjoyed that, by the way. I See, I didn't like it. Oh, That's the prop. Yeah, and it's so sad because Chip Zdarsky is one of my favourite writers. Yeah, dude, I remember you saying about that. I think you did an episode, didn't you, on favourite writers? And all the way through you were talking about, like, Howard the Duck. And I was like, yes, yes, Ben, yes. I love Howard the Duck. so good. Dude, that series, it was my my comic book series of the year for the nerdies. uh, I don't blame you. um, I I think it might have won. I can't remember. Oh, really? um, Did you read Star Wars Dude, that that series was so good. It came, came out of nowhere, too. It did. It, it was. It was so good. Did you read the um, Star Lord series he did as well? You know what? I, I bought it in singles when it came out, and it's still yeah, so it's still sat there in my long box unread. Well, I've still it's only five it. issues, so I'll check it out. But and isn't that sad? Because that series is so, that was really good as well. Like the fact that I think just Chip Zdarsky's writing is so. I love it because he was just like Chris Anker's this guy that can draw really good male torsos. <laughs> so let's have him just. <laughs> let's make him like really gay and really like like Chip Zdarsky even said that I think he's, I think Chris Anka said he even wrote bits where he's like oh yeah and then his top gets ripped off <laughs> and, it's like, and Chris Anka's like again alright <laughs> so and I was like oh it's so good it's the, I think like from the first panel it's just cheesecake and it's like there you go everybody some really nice well drawn torso there it's looking good he's a great writer <laughs> Yeah, and um, yeah, and he had a good artist with that as well. But then so did Howard the Duck. He had Joe Quinones, and he's this stuff is great as well. So, um, sorry, I got tangent again. This must be like the seventh time. Um, Stan Lee, right? So what I've been reading because I was going to read Silver Age, like I said, said it wasn't going to cut it. Um, there's one book I've been meaning to read for such a long time, and um, it's uh, Silver Surfer Parable, which is this one here. And that one is... Sorry, I don't know if you can see that, Chris. Yeah. Uh, so, Silver Surfer Parable, and it's written by Stan Lee, obviously, and drawn by, is it Jean Girard? As he's better known as, Mobius. So, the comic book artist, Mobius. Um, and it's really good. Which I never thought I would... T- like, not just like, oh yeah, this is a really good Stan Lee comic. Do you know what I mean? No, it's, a, no, this is just... It was good. I I really enjoyed it. It's not very long. As you can see, it's very... It's just It's just one comic. It's very thin. Um, I think it's like a premium sort of thing because it's got a spine. But, um, yeah, it's just basically about Galactus coming down once again. I think it might be the second time, maybe the third. I don't know. I don't know when this is supposed to be set. But um, coming down, everybody thinks he's God, essentially. So God is coming down to smite them, basically. So it's this whole sort of... um, this sort of story behind all the people being like, oh, well, uh, is this God? Has God come down to um, destroy us? To, 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 you know, to dispose of us for what we have done in the past and stuff. And Galactus is lapping that up because he's just like, okay, well, I'm going to I'm gonna eat this planet, basically. And Silver Surfer is coming down saying, look, no, he's just a charlatan. He's not really God. He's 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 a, he's a alien being that, you know, does all this. And everyone doesn't believe Silver Surfer, basically. And eventually, once Galactus is shown for what he is, they do believe Silver Surfer. Oh well, this guy all along had 
you know. So that I haven't really sold it. Do you know what I mean? It's not like the best. It, is it as it. good as the Dan Slot run though? I <laughs> uh, see. I haven't read any of that. I'm oh huge, mate, you have to read it. Like, Hugh keeps telling me to read it. When I told him I read Silver oh, Surfing, it's so good. When I told him I read Silver Surfing, he shot himself, and I was like, "No, I'm in the." <laughs> so did that. When, when you said Silver Surfer, no. I was waiting for you to pull out the Dan Slot book. Doctor Who? Are you a fan of Doctor Who? I wasn't then I so I was I wasn't I was yeah I am I'm sorry I'm pretty much exactly the same uh, I, I couldn't no, give I mean, a shit about the Matt Smith stuff I, I was done <laughs> it's, I was it's done. Silver Surfer by Dan Slott is the best Doctor Who story you'll ever read that's what um, everyone keeps that's what Hugh keeps it, saying to me it, it's so yeah. good man honestly yeah. I think you'll love it do you like I can't um, wait I've got like, trade do you like the All so. Reds yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, hit and miss hit and miss for me but I mean yeah mostly hit so, yeah. yeah, dude, honestly, I, know, I can't recommend yeah. that book enough. It, I know, it, it I saw actually, the for it. It was so beautiful, it brought me to tears at one point. It, oh, it wow, was just okay. such a profound experience. Like, as far as comic books go, like, you know, compared to something like Spider-Geddon or, you know, something like that mm-hmm. where we're saying yeah, yeah, it's a bit yeah. of fun, you know, to pick up and put down. Mm-hmm. But Silver Surfer by Dan Slott, I think it's his best work, and it's certainly one of the best things I've ever mm-hmm. read. So many people have said that, and I've got the trade, so I will check it out. But now I've seen there's an omnibus of it all, so I'm like, oh, wouldn't mind that, because it's got a wraparound cover, hasn't it? And that looks nice. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe I should. Yeah, so actually, once you've read that, let's do a book club on it or something, because I'd love to discuss it with you. It's oh, sure, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. good, man. Yeah, okay. Um, but Silver Surfer Parable, it's... um, So, like I said, very small. Um, It feels very personal to Stanley the way it was written. It felt like... It had a lot more about... It talks about religion a lot, obviously, because at the end of the day, everyone thinks this is God and stuff. And almost Stan Lee's thoughts on religion. And it's beautifully drawn by Mobius, but then it's Mobius, so of course it is. Um, and some of the panels, you have po- moments where people are like... You've got like news anchors on in the panel and stuff like that. And it's very reminiscent of something like, say, Watchmen or... Um, Dark Knight Returns. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like that. You'll just name two of my favourite books there. Yeah, I'll see if I can find it. Because it's like, it's got like talking heads, which both those books do. Um, and it's, uh, this is old comics, but look at that, like. Oh, wow. The, the way Mobius draws Galactus is just so good. That's amazing. It made, yeah. it made me want to draw Galactus when I saw it. I was like, oh, yeah, dude, I have a bash. And the way he draws Silver Surfer, he's just like this really long, elongated guy. Look, look at that. The way he draws oh, yeah. Him. It's yeah, so that's, weird. It's that's, so weird. It looks so like alien. an alien, doesn't it? I know, and that's why it works so well. And I'm like, oh, damn, I never thought this guy would be suitable for it. Because I've read some of his other stuff, and I never would. I mean, it's Amazing. just so good. Yeah, that's cool, that man. So I've never heard it? of that before, I've that book. To be well, honest, um, I never even knew that Stanley wrote Silver Surfer. I think that's the only... T- oh, no, he must have wrote it some other times. But yeah, I think that was the um, only time I can think of that he wrote... Like, he had more of a hand in the story. Because... This pretty much is like you know this. This is clearly a very personal thing to Stanley, and Mobius really elevates the the book for him. Lot of lot of dialogue, as you see, a lot of dialogue. Bless Stanley, isn't it? He's really you know really into that. Um, what was I going to say? So yeah, the talking heads and stuff. You can see like look, I mean look there. Look, there's a bit with just one little one there, just there. Oh yeah, that is very dark night. Yeah, so it's a lot of that, and um, I don't know when this was out. So apologies, listeners. I don't know actually know when this came out. I'm guessing by the looks of it, maybe early nineties. Yeah, it could be early nineties or something, because I think he does say there's a there's a making of at the back, which is pretty cool as well. Um, and it talks about oh god, look at that! Just the the ending is just Silver Surfer floating. Oh, around. I love stuff like that, man. Being I love it. Sad. Yeah. Being all sad. 
He's awesome. such an emo, isn't he? So, so. <laughs> That's why I love really? him so much. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah. I can't find it now. But yeah, um, yeah, really good. I really enjoyed it. And I thought it was quite nice to read something. And I just, I genuinely enjoyed it rather than just like, yeah, I have a good time with Silver Age Spider-Man, but it is what it is, right? Well, this is like, no, this is, this is brilliant. A really well-written book. It's not very long. So if anyone wants to check out Silver Surfer Parable, I, I recommend it. Just if you, if you want to commemorate the man and you want to see re- read some stuff by him yeah and you want and to you see the work that he was he was known for why he got so famous mm. not the cameos yeah. like see the actual <laughs> stuff you know what i mean like it's almost shakespearean as well the way it's been written like some of the some of the dialogue in it and some of the descriptions and i'm just like man this guy could really write and and you didn't really notice it so much with his sil- no i mean yeah his silver age stuff his comics obviously you could see that, but it's, it, I felt more in this. I was like, man, this feels a lot more personal, and there's a lot more to it than any of the other books I've ever read by him. A totally so. different style, yeah. Mm. Cool, man. Well, um, should we should we move on to our main subjects then? Let's do it. Let's take yes. a trip down memory lane and talk about how we first got into comics. Um, right. So, Ben Singh is your my guest. Would you like to go first? Are you sure? Because I do talk for England, as you can. <laughs> go for it, man. Go for okay, it. Okay, right. So. I'll firstly talk about the obvious ones. The obvious, as we all probably guessed. So first of all, there's three char- there are three characters that I can directly point to when it comes to my comic book obsession. Um, and I'm talking from a very early age. We're talking like five or six, maybe even four. It was basically when I was able to read. Um, and that's what I read. Um, and that one is Spider-Man, obviously, because of the Spider-Man cartoon. Course. Oh right, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the nineties one. Yeah, and I got the, the action figures and stuff, and then I found out there was a comic at my newsagents and stuff because it was um I can't remember it's called. I think it was called the Astounding Spider-Man. Maybe I can't remember, but it was the British reprints of American comics. But it was the American comics that were adaptations of the nineties cartoon. I still have them somewhere. I can't find them, but I know I coloured them in. That's how young I was. So. Yeah, that says a lot. So are you, um, you're a few years younger than me, aren't you? How old are you? I'm 28. Right, so... I'm, I'm 33. So okay. we'll, we'll probably see like the, the gap there on when we got <laughs> yeah. into comics, like probably. what was out at the time. Because I, cause, yeah, because yeah, so you, the... so it was the Spider-Man cartoon. That and the and the Batman cartoon, which I'm still a freaking huge fan of. I absolutely love. That's one of my favorite TV shows ever. Yeah, same, um, mate, same. It's absolutely. Oh, incredible it was so ahead of its time i know it's amazing i've got it on blu-ray now it's, I just, I had, it's I beautiful it's a that. beautiful animation the whole I, uh, it doesn't dip either it's solid no, throughout it's the it's whole an thing. amazing show it's so good um but there was that and i got into um that cartoon i respected the batman and the cartoon and the character a lot more in my adult years but as Batman was still a consistent thing in my life, and I read the Batman Adventures comic again, which was ad- which wasn't adaptation. See, that was the cool thing about that one. Yeah, it was based it, on the show, but not yeah, yeah, which was cool. Straight adaptation of the stories no, on the episodes. Which I really, I really liked that. So it was those two characters, and those two characters are probably the core things that. Um, I mean, even to this day, I'm still, as we've been discussing, I'm a big fan of Spider-Man and I'm a big fan of Batman. Yeah, so well, you've you've just named my two favourite comic book characters. Yeah, <laughs> so obvious. We're I know on the same page obvious. there. <laughs> I know it's obvious, but it's... you know what? 
Yeah, but, but they're the best, <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I know I talked to I have, <laughs> I have Batman and Spider-Man tattooed on my arm. Like that, oh, right. that's it. It's just, they're the two big ones, you know. I probably would, if I had tattoos, I probably would have um, <laughs> those characters as well. Because they are very important characters to my, in my life. Yeah, um, absolutely. Same for me, dude. Same and, for me. And they're both very, and they're both different. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I know, and as I said, it is obvious to go for those characters. But you know what? I just—they—they're good characters. Yeah, I'm not—I'm not going to sit back and pretend that like uh, it's not fucking, like Wolverine you know, or something. Maybe Cable like... from the X Men got me into comic books. You know, I—I yeah. I, I love Cable. He's one of my favorite yeah. characters now. But it certainly mm-hmm. wasn't the first one to get. Me. No, God no. I mean, <laughs> like characters like I mean, my favorite Marvel characters are you know I've got She Hulk, Moon Knight. Uh... Kamala Khan. Kamala Khan definitely wasn't the person that got me into comics. <laughs> hey, obviously. but hey, it might be somebody's. This, oh, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she she is the Peter Parker of this era. Yeah, and I think that, yeah, I mean, yeah, I totally agree. She's super important. Um, so that third character. Go are you on. ready to hear who that third character is? Go on then. Okay, so when I said about British comics earlier, I said I wasn't really into Dan. It's not Banana Man, is it? No, it's no, 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 no. <laughs> it's nothing silly. Like that's what I mean. None of that stuff never connected with me. I didn't get in with 2000 AD, and also because I was probably too young. Because 2000 AD is definitely more for adults now, especially. Um, and the weird thing is, the really weird thing about this is, it's not even a character that is associated with comics at all. This is the first issue, and that's how into it I was. This is the first issue what I got, and I remember the very issue and where I bought it. That's how into it, I was. and I'm still, and I'm, I try and get them whenever I can. So I go to car boots and I find them and I buy them. Paint the picture Basically. for me before you reveal right. it. Okay. So, oh right, set okay, the so, scene. So the first issue I bought in Safeway. Safeway, in yeah, <laughs> Safeway in Fucking hell, that's bringing it back. And I adored this character because I played his video game right to death. Oh, right? I, I think I know huge, who it is. So I'm a huge, and I, I've been a huge fan of not necessarily the character anymore. I don't really care mm. about the character anymore, but I really love the company. I'm a huge. I'm a huge fan of this. I so know. Here we go, right here. So you know who it is. So here's the first issue of Sonic the Comic, which is what I bought back in 19... Let's have a look. When was this? This would be 1996. So, yeah. And this was issue number 72. That was my first ever issue of Sonic the Comic. Um, so, yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog, which is... is so. Is that who you guessed? Did you guess that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah as soon yeah, as you yeah, said yeah. video game. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm a huge Sega fan. I am still am. Um, but um, Sonic the Comic was an interesting one because I played Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and I loved it. Um, and there was the cartoon as well, but even as a kid, I didn't like the cartoon. I thought the cartoon was rubbish. It's a very odd cartoon, that. It's not, it's not good. Even now, and now I'm like, well, maybe I'll give it a... No, it's awful. Yeah, it's like, still shit. I, my, my younger me had sense. I was like, no, this is awful. Um, but Sonic the Comic is super interesting because... As we said earlier about British comics and stuff, I said I wasn't into any of that. But this was um, this is one hundred percent British made. So the artwork and the writing is British as well. It's made by British people. Did you know that? Uh, I did not know that. Were, no. Well, there's Sonic the Hedgehog by Archie. Yes. You've got that. Yes. That's a very different comic though. That's got yeah yeah. That's got no, that's not no, nothing to do with this one. Sonic the comic was written by uh, artists and writers from two thousand AD. Was so it published by the same company? Or? Yeah, it was published by Fleetway, which were the company right. that owned 2080 at the time. And, they, and but, they're um, the same format, yeah. the same fat comic, British yep. size. Yeah. Same size, um, same. it was exactly the same thing as well, because it's an anthology. 
It was Sonic. It was Sonic and Sega characters in a title. So like this one, I'll pick up issue seventy-two. Um, like I said, this was the first one. God, this is so bad. Because it was, um, it was Sonic the Hedgehog. This is a Sonic the Hedgehog story written by Nigel Kitching and art by Richard Elson, and lettering by Billy Deville. I don't know who that is. Um, and it was Sonic the Hedgehog: The Return of Chaotix, Part Six. <laughs> I was like, so a no wonder I couldn't understand what's going on. Jesus, I was only six, and I had like Part Six of a story. First ever issue I bought was this because I saw Sonic jumping forward in front to the cover, and I was like, that is so cool. That I is a Sonic. great cover. I know, and I can't. It's, it sticks. And this, this is, by the way, this is my second copy because because I because I buy them when I see them. I don't even remember what copies I've got, so I've got doubles. I've got some that are in order, but most of them are just like here and there and everywhere. Because again, it was fortnightly, and as a little boy, I couldn't really afford to do that. So, so some of them I've got. Some of the stories bits are missing. So. But then there's another story here. The second story is Knuckles, so his own solo title. Uh, what is that? Do you ever go to Comic Cons and try and seek out the, the gaps in your collection for Sonic the Comic? I, I don't for Sonic the Comic. I don't know why I don't. Do they even I, sell I them at Comic Cons? I don't think they do. I don't even find them on eBay. Do you, mean, do you know what I mean it's just so if I see them at Carboot it's great because they're like obviously like 50p or something or uh, flea markets to our American listeners you know um, what's the other one here there's another Sonic story this probably isn't the best issue for that because I'm just saying there's two Sonic stories here um, uh, so a, a series called Sonic's World which is again I suppose stuff to um, build upon Sonic oh man there wasn't a lot of stories in this one never mind um, but they, they they had well they had stuff like Streets of Rage would be on there so the video game you know Streets of, Streets of Rage uh, Golden Axe would get its own story for a while then Tails would have his own Amy Rose had her own and then they would expand upon that with characters they've made up so like you'd have a story about I don't know a character such as let me think of something Johnny Lightfoot Johnny Lightfoot who is literally the rabbit that comes out of the weird canister at the end of it, a level do you know when you like they just like because, create the story out. around them. Yeah, yeah, the bunny, the bunny in that, <laughs> and he and and he, and he they anthropomorphized him a little bit more, so he's more like Sonic, and he had like a red leather jacket and jeans, and he was Johnny Lightfoot, and I was like, just the fact that they went and did that, just they put that much effort in, and that's the thing with all these stories, they just went and put, they made it more mature, even though it's still for kids. Um, Richard Elson's an interesting one because he he's actually, in fact. So there's some... You're probably not going to notice this, but here's some art from Richard Elson right now. So you can see, like, there's uh, Robotnik and, you know, Sonic and the Chaos crew there, right, basically. And it's all that, you know, you can see the hands and stuff. So that's Richard Elson, and he's the one I associate so much with Sonic the Hedgehog, even though, really, all he did was draw for a British comic. But... It's actually... It, it's it's not bad art, that, at all, either. It's, it's bloody good art, I think, for that time. Right, you ready for this? Hang on. Here's Richard Elson in 2000 AD, issue 2100. Oh, wow. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, that's what happened when I picked up. I was like, holy shit. Because obviously this is, like I said, the first 2000 AD I've, when I started reading it again. And there was Richard Elson, my 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 Sonic the Hedgehog artist. Sonic the comic was got what got me into comics. And I would love to, like, because I know we talked about doing it on Four Color Corner or reading some and stuff. But the problem is, they're not in can't print. find them. No. no. You have to get, it's such get an ob- it's quite an obscure uh, thing that really isn't it? It is. If I'm we've got tall, American tall listeners, um, they'll have no hope in picking them up at all. No, and also, why <laughs> would? Because I've read the Archie Sonic and that again. Sorry, listeners, that's rubbish. You, you probably wouldn't find scans online either of that comic. Oh, I found scans. I have found. You can probably find a torrent. Um, I found a torrent for it, and they're all on my iPad. 
So I have them all if I want to read them. It's just that I want to get them. Because my childhood. I love them. I'm very, I'm very nostalgic for them. There's even stories like the Tales one that happened. It was like Blade Runner. It's just stuff like, why did they do that? They didn't have to do that. Yeah, yeah, why they, they just really so put effort? a lot of thought into it. Yeah, it's, it, had the, it had British sensibilities and storytelling in it. And I just think it worked with Sonic the Hedgehog. Would you believe? It just totally worked. Oh, there was some, and some of them were tongue in cheek because obviously this was the time when Nintendo and Sega were rivals. So you had stuff like there was these characters that worked for Robotnik called the Marxio Brothers, and the Marxio <laughs> Brothers, yeah, no, no, the Marxio Brothers were triplets. So they weren't, they weren't twins. They were triplets, and they, and they were, they didn't look like the Mario Bros, but they had big tashes, and um, one of them was smoking a cigar all the time and stuff, and that, and they ran the casino zone. Um, because this is the other thing what I loved about it was it wasn't just making up worlds they used the levels in the game so you'd be like and there was they were still called the zones and stuff so you had casino night zone there was the um you know the green hill zone is where sonic and his friends hang out and stuff there was the chemical plant zone which is what the blade runner thing started so you had like you'd in you'd be in the chemical plant zone but there was a city which you could see in the background in the game they then they then went right well that's a, well, that, that city there that we're going to we're going to we're going to build upon that and Tails was in there, and he had a big long coat at one point. It was so badass. Tails, Tails, I can't believe it. But yeah. oh, I loved it. It's 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 something. If whenever we talk about Sonic the Hedgehog, I you know everyone thinks of that terrible character, and then that's fine. I totally understand that. But then I I just remember Sonic the comic, which is just, which is brilliant. Yeah. So that's that's he's the main reason I'm into comics. <laughs> Such a Spider-Man weird, weird like yeah. statement that isn't it. I know. It's like, yeah, but Sonic really got me into comics. <laughs> I know. And it really makes me sound like a total hipster, right? Because I'm like, oh, yeah, we know who got me into comics, Sonic the Hedgehog. And if we talk about Sonic the Hedgehog again, like, I was like, have you ever read Sonic the Comic? You know, uh, probably haven't. So uh, it's pretty good. Uh, well, f- for me, it, it was more of a, a long and winding road. Um, out of, I started with the Beano and the Dandy when I was a kid. Okay. Um, because they were in my local spa, in my local shop. You know, like, literally, mm-hmm. it was the Bean and the Dandy. I used to get the annuals every year. Uh, used to love them. Uh, just ate them up. In fact, I've still got all of them here in this room with me. Never read oh, them anymore, cool. obviously. But, um, but yeah. yeah, they're here. And the, the, that, that was what started it all off for me. There was no American comics in, uh, in the early 90s in the UK. I couldn't find them. They didn't seem to exist. Mm-hmm. Then at seven years old, um, in 1992, was the release of Batman the Animated Series and X-Men the Animated Series. So oh. they, well, first of all, Batman the Animated Series scared the shit out of me. And oh, I, fair I, enough. I didn't, yeah. I didn't watch that because it actually quite scared me. Like, yeah. But the X-Men animated series, I just gravitated towards instantly. And well, still, you're a big X-Men fan, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, still well. to this I know day. Me, yeah, listening to the show. X-Men, yeah. uh, my jam, dude. Like, you know, I'll, I will literally read anything X-Men. I'm just a big fan of it. And I think it stems from watching that cartoon series. I mean, it's um, a good cartoon, so I wouldn't... It's fantastic. I mean, I, mean, I, yeah, still, yeah. I still watch it. Um, mm-hmm. That's aged... That probably out of the three, Batman definitely has aged the, the best, obviously. Oh, yeah, I think yeah, I would yeah. say X-Men has aged... Is a close... Is a second. Yeah. I, I don't think Spider-Man has aged as well as... No, people would hope. Personally, I, no, I wouldn't say either. But um, I don't think it's age well. I got I got into the Batman cartoon later on in life. Uh, I went back to it, obviously and was like, "Wow, sure. this is fucking great." But yeah, for me it was the X Men. Um, and then in 1995, at 10 years old, Batman Forever the movie changed my life. 
<laughs> it was I, that. I've seen you have a poster of yeah, Batman Forever, dude, and I'm shocked. I have an <laughs> original cinema poster for Batman Forever That's uh, framed in my mam cave. So is Batman Forever your favourite Batman film? No. Okay, it's no, not, okay. but it's the film that just blew my mind as a 10-year-old kid. Right. Because, obviously, Batman 89 had come out, and Batman Returns, uh-huh. you know, with Michael Keaton. Yeah, and yes. those are absolutely fantastic. Batman Returns is my favourite Batman film. Oh, it's so good, dude. It's, it's so fav- dark. and My favourite Batman film. It's Even insane. Though... It's absolutely insane. I mean, Danny DeVito is the Penguin. Oh, Michelle cool. Pfeiffer is Catwoman. Sexual that movement. is just magic in a bottle, and they just yeah. he just knocked it out of the park with that. Uh, obviously, those two films are much better than Batman Forever. But they were way too um, That's why I asked old, old for me. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I was too young to watch those films. Oh, of course, they were, yeah. They were, so they flew over my head. I was too young for them. So, so Batman Forever come out. Jim Carrey is the Riddler. Tommy Lee Jones, Two-Face. Mm-hmm. You get, you know, Val Kilmer playing Batman. And I, I thought Robin was cool as well. I just loved it. Oh, my um, God. You, you know, I was I was super into Jim Carrey at the time, you know, like... Oh, yeah, um, well, most young kids were. Ace Ventura yeah. and all that business. So, to me, the film just took me to a different world that I'd never seen before, and uh, it blew my mind. So, from that point on, I was a huge Batman fan. Um, at that point, I still obviously couldn't read the comics I'd, to be honest I don't know if I, if I really knew that he was comics I thought he was movies uh, <laughs> so I went to Florida shortly after that and right. saw comic books real American comic books on spinner racks and stuff and I was like mm-hmm. wow so I just bought loads of Batman and Catwoman comics and stuff like that loads of DC oh so would this be Catwoman oh, so it would be 90s Catwoman wouldn't it yeah so when she had be... the purple costume my favourite yeah, one yeah and the weird boob socks as well yeah <laughs> Because it's like skin tight, isn't it? But it's just yeah. like, and that's the thing yeah. with a lot of artists that really fucks me off sometimes <laughs> when they try and be like, oh, let's make a really sexy lady, and then they're just like, literally just paint the costume on. <laughs> J. Scott Campbell does that, and it really bugs me. Like, you look at like in- Invisible Woman, and she's got like, she's basically just naked, and they've just literally, he's just like, oh, four, done. But that, to <laughs> me, though, that's like when I got super into comics, and like, yes. I always gravitate back towards that kind of style. Like with with the with the pervy drawings and stuff and like the there's nothing the, wrong with the, pervy the, drawings the muscly men and I know it sounds really weird yeah. saying that but it's it's my style that sort of no, like no, made me fall not, in love with the genre yeah and I'm not knocking anyone who like like I mean I like I said there is nothing wrong with pervy drawings there is absolutely nothing wrong with that at all oh, I'm serious like you know like if 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 you love what you love you right? recommended but a porn comic the other week. I which, did. Which, yeah, by the way, really... I've got bookmarked and I'm going to read at some point. Oh, have you checked? The art is freaking amazing. It looks it? fantastic. It looks like Saga or something, dude. Like, it looks it, so, well, so that's nice. Why it's worth it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I tried to explain it to Hugh, and I know Hugh, Hugh's very um, uptight <laughs> stuff. So he's like, yeah. oh, well, maybe. And I was like, no, no, check it out. It's like, oh, it's that about so funny, by the way. sex and stuff. On that episode, <laughs> just I could feel like how awkward Hugh was just in the dead air. <laughs> I mean, it is weird because I—I mean, like you can't. And I mean, listeners, what I was talking about was a web comic called Alfie. Uh, it's really good. It's drawn by someone who calls themselves Incase, I N C A S E, and um, the artwork is incredible. But it is literally it is porn. So if you don't like porn, don't read it. It's porn. I'm not even being like, oh, it's a bit dirty, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, no, it's straight up like, literally, here's a sex scene. Here's five pages of it, and you can see everything. And it's about this halfling, as in like hobbits, basically this halfling, and she has a sexual awakening with another race of creature in this sort of D and D esque world. 
And it's actually sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but that kind of reminds me of that unnatural series that I'm reading by Merca Alan Doffer. Well, that's what I was going to say to yeah. you earlier about that because I was going to say like you know if people were like mm, it's a furry comic or whatever, and it's like yeah, I get that, but then it's not like he wants to then plow a pig. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't. You no, know, but I'm serious. It's like people just think like like for example, Black Sad is one of my favourite comics ever, and that's anthropomorphic people, right? Have you heard of Black Sad? Uh, I, I think I recognise it, but I think it's from you talking about it in the podcast. Maybe it's a night. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a nineteen twenties American story, a sort of like detective novel type thing. Um, it's all beautifully painted, drawn like a Disney film essentially, but on crack. Um, and um, it's all anthropomorphic people. So because of that, it's just normal people that happen to be animals. So of course there is things like drugs, violence, and of course sex. And so everyone's just like, oh, because there's like a scene, for example, where they're like, you know, they're fucking and everyone's like, oh, oh, you do like that, do you? And it's like, it's one panel. So if I really want to get off on it, that's really disappointing because it's like one panel. (laughs) And also, no, I don't want to suddenly fuck a fox or something. All right. It's just good art and good writing. Yeah. By the way, you can read that comic, uh, Alfie, on buttsmithy.com. Oh, yeah, it's called that as well. Yeah, they don't hide it. He doesn't. But then I think um, Incase draws a lot of... um, it's a lot of different sex comics. It's not just that one. Um, that's the only one I've got into purely because I think the writing is really good in it as well. That's the other thing. Like, I feel like the sex is one thing about it, but the story is also... And the art is just... Really yeah. Well. Yeah. So, so, yeah. If you're open-minded, I'll check it yeah, out. Yeah, definitely. So, speaking of boobs, oh, sorry. from Catwoman, <laughs> uh, that's how we got yeah. there. But, yeah, I, I got to America and, and got all these American comics. Absolutely fell in love with the medium from there ditched my, de- my beanos and dandies and never looked back um, mm-hmm. when I got back to the UK uh, went to some car boots and they were all there you know I could just pick up early 90s adventures of Batman and Robin you know stuff like that I picked up a load of Batman and Bane stuff from the 90s um, for, well for American listeners if you don't know what car boot is it's a load of Brits getting a big muddy field with their cars um, and just shift stuff that they don't want anymore it's like a, a yard sale but a big yeah, like yeah. orgy of a yard sale I was saying as well it's like a flea market is that, that what they're like yeah yeah flea I've only again I've never been to a flea, I'm not American I've never been to an American flea market but um, I know I've seen some like videos of flea markets and they do strike me as like you know on YouTube and stuff it does strike me as um, very similar to a car boot yeah yeah so car boots were a, a great gateway for me for, to get in like cheap cheap comics that I couldn't get in the shops you know mm. uh, so and then, as I moved on in my life, I'm t- teenager Chris right now, and um, my godfather, my cool godfather, he used to like uh, try and get me into like like more pervy stuff. Like, so he like slipped me a few image books, Fathom, Witchblade, oh, right, okay. stuff like that. Tomb Raider even gave me. Tomb Raider was something that I was about to say in my teenage years. I I, I discovered that, and I've still got that because they they re-released that at news agents as well. So it wasn't just the American versions; they actually released that as news agents' big sort of format. And I had a couple of issues of them. Um, so he tried he tried right. pushing them on me, and I was like, fair enough. The Michael Turner art is really good, um, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, it's it's just birds with the boobs out. Um, there wasn't much <laughs> to the stories in them, but the art was really nice, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Going to high school, um, obviously got a bit of personal freedom there, and I used to get uh, the bus into town uh, near my school, and I discovered a local comic book shop in Southport Town Centre called Planet Eater, and it was okay. just like um, it's one dude. Yeah. 
Did it have like Galactus's face as the logo or something? <laughs> no, yeah. it didn't. No, it was sort of like a Star Wars font. Uh, oh, what? But <laughs> it, it, honestly, though, if anyone, I mean, I, I probably have a few listeners from my, my hometown of Southport, and they will know. You know, Planet Eater was like the place to be, man. Like it was just one dude. He was just selling all these old comics. He also got new comics in as well. Um, I'd go over to the new ones, and they'd be like three or four pound a comic and be like oh i don't know about that i go for this dusty long box in the corner and they're 25p each you know what i mean so i'd like i'd take the change from my bus money or my lunch money and literally just spend hours just thumbing through these old dusty long boxes pulling out as many 25p issues as i could afford with my change so from that um hive of awesomeness i pulled loads of marvel and dc including uh, the X-Men wedding, Jean Grey and Cyclops from 1991, mm-hmm. um, the Claremont Lee X-Men run, number one from 1991, uh, Spider-Man Todd McFarlane from 1990. I got the first nice. few issues of that. Even oh, though it's cool. even though it's a crap comic because it was written it was written by him, it looked great. Uh, you know, it, it, this is what I mean by a love hate relationship with the 90s though, because I feel there's some elements of the 90s that were like okay. So for example, Jim Lee's X-Men. I don't care what anyone says, okay, how you feel about the 90s X-Men or whatever. The 90s X-Men are super important. And, like, I mean, for God's sake, the 90s X-Men, no cartoon, essentially, right? And this cartoon is very influential to not just us as as fans. A lot of creators today were also influenced by that that cartoon. And Jim Lee, uh, again, if you don't like the artwork, fine, but he is an amazing draftsman. If you don't like the art, fine, but, like, the guy can draw he can fucking draw say what you will about rob liefeld or todd mcfarlane or whatever jim lee can draw and you have and everyone needs to get over that yeah i get it but like I, the guy is a good you know he's good at what he does yeah okay if people want to talk about rob liefeld oh, okay i listened to i i listened to an interview recently with um the founding fathers of of image comics except jim lee because he's obviously running dc so he's a bit busy um but it's a it's a podcast called Off Panel, really good podcast, highly recommend it. Um, and each uh, week he was interviewing someone from them from Image, and uh, Rob Liefeld was the first one he did. And Rob Liefeld, I I'm gonna say it right now. I don't know how you feel, Chris. I hate his artwork. It's awful. Yeah. Rob Liefeld, uh, obviously, you know, can't draw feet. Uh, everyone knows yeah. that. Um, I don't know if you checked it out, but recently he did a variant cover for the new Uncanny X-Men number one. Oh, did he? Did he? And okay. uh, <laughs> I'll post it on, the, on my Instagram page. But oh, the, the Beast has two left feet. And I'm not kidding. The toes and everything. Oh, no. like, I don't know how it got past editorial, but it is oh. embarrassing. <laughs> oh, and people have commented on it on his, on his official Instagram like. Like, dude, what the hell is up with the beast? Feet? Okay, like, this is what I was gonna say. Right, the interview is he comes over as such a nice guy. Yeah, he absolutely he, yeah, loves he seems the medium. A nice guy. He loves comics, and it's like, yeah. oh my god, and he's so passionate about it. And you're just like, oh, but you're so off about it. <laughs> and it's just, I feel so bad because I, I know there's nostalgia in there. I know people like him, and that's fine. But I, I mean, like, I don't like his art whether I'm influenced by it or just as a fan. Mm. Tom McFarlane is the is the opposite to me. He's someone who is someone who's uh, um, good at drawing, 
I don't really like his art that much, but Spider-Man is very nostalgic for me. I've got issue one myself framed over here. Um, I like that issue. They're all with all spiders in the world. Yeah, world. that's a cool it's such cover. A, it's such a good cover. Yeah. It, there's a reason it's been paid homage to a lot. You yeah. Know? Um, he did a great pro- Spider-Man. He did. But this is the thing I was going to say, right? And he's a really good businessman as well, because at the end of the day, he saw that the, the comic industry was going the way it was going and it looked like it was going to tank. It didn't, but it looked like it was going to. So he went to toys and then he made a really good toy company. And if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have these really awesome action figures that we have. So, you know, give him that. Problem is, he's a fucking dickhead. <laughs> like, if you listen to his, in that interview, he's got like the ego, the size of a house. Oh, yeah. He, and he thinks a lot ridiculous. of himself. Oh, and he's a, but he's a pretty terrible writer. Like I say, that Spider-Man yeah. run from the 90s. I've got the first yeah. few issues... Mm-hmm. And it's they're very difficult reads. They're they're cool to look at, but you know, yeah, they're not very cohesive as a piece of uh, comic book writing, you know. And that and that's fair, but that, again, it's that it's that era, that time as well, where no, I mean, you, well, I don't think we need to go on about it because people, I'm sure, are aware of what happened in the '90s and how it basically nearly killed the comic book industry. Yeah, um, in America anyway, um, and just like it was all about the artists and the variant covers, basically. And oh yeah, just yeah. Like, I mean, it's, I'm worried it's going that way again because there is a lot of that, especially with this new X Men series you were talking about and how they're basically going to give you like, I think it's like ten variants or something stupid, isn't there? Yeah, so it's like quite... something ridiculous like that, and they're, they're releasing yeah. it weekly as well to begin with. Yeah, that's, that's um, cool. which is going to kill my bank account. But yeah. um, love what you love, obviously. But I mean, just like man, I just don't have about that. Seems really counterintuitive, really, to me. That's all. That's all I think, anyway. Um, so. Um, so from from DC, um, I got Teen Titans. Majorly into Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got so many Teen Titans books. Um, I even read it, read the current stuff. Big into it. But yeah, th- through that I read all the eighties um, Marv Wolfman Teen Titans stuff. Oh, yeah. uh, I've actually got the first appearance of uh, Nightwing here, signed by Marv Wolfman when I met him. Oh, nice! At London nice. Comic Con, I actually got to interview him as well. He was a did cool you? guy. I, w- I was really nervous though, you know, because like I've, he's such a big, big oh, figure to me. Yeah. And so yeah, it was <laughs> it was cool to meet him. But yeah, it, it, he is one of the reasons why I did fall in love with comics. Um, the mm-hmm. Jude- Judas Contract, uh, you know, Deathstroke, Nightwing stuff. Got yeah. loads. Got loads of the Deathstroke original run as well. Um, JLA got loads of that. Uh, mm-hmm. Justice League International as well. That really got me into like Booster Gold and Blue Beetle, uh, uh, el- Elongated Man. You know, like <laughs> I got you know, I got a real good feel for the DC universe and the you know the whole history of it by reading those yeah. books and getting introduced to all these different characters. You know, I've probably I, I say I was way more into DC than Marvel to begin with. Yeah, see, I'm. I was the opposite. Really? I was, yeah. I was more into Marvel than I was DC. And um, it's only recently as I became more of a fan of just comics in general that I respect both of them equally. Yeah. To an yeah. extent. I, I mean, they both do stupid shit, but they also do really good stuff as well. Like, um, I think when I was a kid, it was always... I mean, Batman was always a constant. Like I said, it was always Batman. I had more. I was more interested in Batman. Superman occasionally came into it, but really, he was he was not a patch on Batman for me. It was Batman, and then with Marvel, it was Spider Man. It was always Spider Man, but obviously X Men did creep in occasionally as well. Um, mainly because again, because of the cartoon. But I don't really think of them as a big deal for me. I mean, I will talk about X Men in a bit actually, because I do have 
my first ever graphic novels I got as well. Oh, and cool. I have them here with me as well. Yeah, so, um, I mean, for me, it, Marvel, I literally, the only thing I read from them was X-Men and Spider-Man. Um, as, for, as far as DC went, I just, I went mad with that. Like, Superman, I got really into Superman. Um, Death, of, Death of Superman, amazing. The, even the rain off the Superman afterwards. I think they're doing that as an animated movie next. They are, I think they've done that. Oh, no, they had no... Yeah, I think it's out or something. I don't is know. Is it? I'd be interested in watching that because, yeah. I mean, I, I know it's probably not very good now, but I, I have fond memories reading that when it came out, you know? The animated movies are very interesting in that res- in, 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 as well because I, I, I know I've talked about them before to people and um, I think they're very hit and miss, especially since they're trying to do this because that's part of their DC animated universe of movies, isn't it? That one. Because I think they're tra- even though it's supposed to be based on the graphic novel, I think they're still tying it in with the stuff they're doing. So, like, um, I only watched Son of Batman and Batman versus Robin, and Batman versus Robin was awful. Yeah, they're, they're not great ones. Um, no, check that. out, have you seen the, the Flashpoint Paradox one? No, I haven't. People told me that's a good one. Yeah, I'd that. say check that out. Mm. And I like um, the others. Like I like the Dark Knight Returns adaptation. Oh yeah, amazing, that's fantastic. Soundtrack's brilliant. The, yeah, the, 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 that soundtrack is the other defining Batman soundtrack in my opinion. Yeah, you know, like you obviously got the Danny Elfman, then you got the Chris, uh, the um, uh, the Hans Zimmer stuff. I I would argue that Christoph Drake is definitely up there with those two. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, fantastic. Depends on so I, I got into Green Lantern as well. Really big into Green Lantern, mm. um, and I, I'm I'm actually not up to date with current Green Lantern, but I read like all of the New Fifty Two stuff. Um, yeah, so I'm big into Green Lantern. Um, and the last thing is the works. I used to get the grab bags from. Did you ever, did you ever oh, see them? I, uh, yes. <laughs> oh, cool. I used I've... to get like uh, like crap in image comics in there, like barbed yeah, wire yeah, and yeah, stuff like yeah. that, like. Motormouth, I think, was another one from Marvel Someone Comics. Someone with Bucky O'Hare. Oh, yeah, yeah, Motormouth. Yeah, 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 I know that. Someone oh, Bucky, Bucky O'Hare, O'Hare dude. From, yeah. I used to love Bucky O'Hare. I did, too. That's what, and so when I saw those Bucky O'Hare comics in there, I wanted yeah. to. I've got three issues of it. Uh, I also like... Um, I know I'm a huge... I'm a big fan of Bucky O'Hare. But there isn't, like, a lot of Bucky O'Hare stuff. Um, recently, Boss Fight... So I'm talking toys now. Boss Fight um, did these really... Hang on, I'll show you. These really lovely posable action figures they've done recently they're amazing i saw some of those at comic con and i almost got them oh it's so cool 35 quid yeah that's what made me like look look how "Mm." tiny they are look at that they're so cool because i had all the original ones and i sold them all like a car boot or something oh mate oh oh. no still got mine (laughs) have you yeah 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 i wasn't gonna let them go but um I do want to get the new ones. It's just it's annoying. It's very difficult. Toy toy pre-orders are a pain in the ass. I'm still waiting on a Dead Eye Duck, which seems to be lost in the ether somewhere. I don't know what's going on. I paid the deposit. I'm just waiting. For I them. saw someone selling one of those on Facebook the other day for six quid, and I almost got it. What? Oh, oh you mean an original, <laughs> original Dead Eye Duck. one? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were about to tell me you found a boss fight one, and I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck? What? I'm gonna have to have that thirty-five quid." That's yeah, um, so uh, that that's pretty much yeah. me and my journey into comic books. Uh, have you got anything Although, else you want to mention? I do, and I was going to mention, since you were talking about the grab bags, um, one of the first ever, because it's still related, and I'm going to weave it up again, but one of the first ever mangas I read um, was from a grab bag. Um, yeah, it was the Pokemon manga. Oh, Because right. I'm really into Pokemon as well. And Pokemon was, because that makes sense, right? You know, like, you look at the Pokemon cartoon, it's, it's an anime, so 
it's it's probably a lot of people's a lot of people my age their first ever anime um like almost like power rangers the power rangers theme is the first ever metal that people that kids yeah oh yeah you know i mean hell dude Um, i've got the power rangers theme on vinyl the oh god (laughs) the single um, did you get that from uh it's a pixel thing isn't it i got it uh where did i get it from i think it was gifted to me one year from a friend for christmas oh man i know what website it's from though it's uh yeah it's like an original um single uh vinyl and oh, I need it. to I need to frame that man. It's That's so awesome. cool. Yeah, yeah, do it. D- didn't um, Simon Cowell write that? I've, I'm, oh, sure I, I'm sure. I'm oh, sure I read God. somewhere I... that Simon Cowell did the Power Rangers theme. That's a that's incredible. I didn't know that. <laughs> it's almost um, crazy enough to be true, isn't it? Yeah, I, I would believe it. This isn't the one from the grab bag, but this was also from the works, and that was this was one of the first ever mangas I ever got, and it's uh, yeah. So it's Pokemon Adventures, and it was based on the Game Boy game. So I loved. So it was an adaptation of that, but because the Game Boy game didn't have that much story to it, the um, writer whose uh, name is oh shit, hang on, Hidenori Kusasaka, I think his name is Kusaka. I don't know. I've probably messed it up. And it's art by a guy called Mato, um, and it was great. There's a bit in. I think it might be in this one, which just freaked me out when I was a kid. Is it this one? Oh shit, it is in this one. Oh, damn it. So there's a, there's a Pokemon manga where there's one point where they slice an Arbok in half. <laughs> and I was like, what? What? Is it a horror comic? Um, <laughs> that's what I mean. But it's in, it's in, oh, what's it called? Is it Sa- not Saffron? I can't remember what city it is, but it's the one with the ghosts in. So that's why. So it was that kind. So it could be horror. Um, but there was another comic that was based on the anime. And those are the ones that were in my grab bags. And it was quite weird and disorientating to me when I was a kid because it was... The way that that artist drew um, characters was he was um, clearly like your typical, what you would think as a mangaka, uh, Chris, who's someone who draws women with big boobies and, <laughs> and really the proportions are out and Misty looked like that. And I was like, that is not a 13-year-old girl. <laughs> Even as a kid, I was like, uh, what? Why has she got massive bajunkus? Like, I was like, I don't think she has that in the cartoon. Misty's had a boob it was so weird, um, and I've got those issues somewhere. But that was the first, some of the first ever manga experience. So you wonder why I even started reading it. Or maybe you, or maybe you know why. You're like, oh, big boobies. Oh, okay. Young Ben's um, feeling and, something different, reading Pokemon. Yeah, I was like, oh, Misty, you're, oh, <laughs> oh my god, hello. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was the first ever manga I got into, and then um, um, I started reading them as like little books like you get with manga um and it was this one uh, right i'm gonna wa- i'm gonna warn you this is <laughs> I, shit like i look at it now and i'm like these, these are shit um was this which is dot hack and this is what you're thinking of. Look at this. <laughs> that's look at it that. yeah yeah look at that isn't that really shit <laughs> so dot hack was a video game on ps2 and there was four of them, and it was about this online video game world. And I read the manga thinking, oh yeah, manga, yeah, I'll try and read it. And I started getting into it, and this is what I thought manga was, full stop, right? And then Akira kicked me in the nuts, and I was like, oh yeah, Akira is a lot better than this, and it kicks the... You know what I mean? Like, it's sort of like... Hey, this is like... Da, 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 da. And then Akira's like, this is fucking Akira! And then you're like, oh, okay. And then it blows your nuts off, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's what Akira... That's that's anime. Okay, and manga. Okay, okay, sorry. Sorry, everybody. 
I can't even get this out. But yeah, um, so yeah, because these are Chelsea's. Because Chelsea was also I can't even get these open. But yeah, Chelsea was also into this. So this is her copy. I sold my copies long ago because they're rank. Um, but Chelsea also was into it, and that was super weird when she told me about. That. I was like, oh yeah, don't hack. I remember that. Um, but yeah, it's just that was that was dumb. I I, I don't even remember most of it. It was just like a very cutesy, very much like kawaii kind of thing, and um. And then, yeah, some of the characters just had massive boobies. It was just that kind of thing. It was what you would totally associate <laughs> manga with yeah, as a sort yeah, of parody yeah. type thing. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, that was probably the first ones I ever started reading. Um, and then there was only three, three of them, and then I eventually moved away from that like incredibly quickly when I discovered Akira and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah. So I was just going to say the first ever graphic novels I got, though. Because I can get, I can bring it back to American comics now, don't worry. I'll bring it back to bring it back to superheroes, don't worry. Um, and you would like this. Hang on. See, first ever graphic novels. Oh, it's X Men, Uncanny X Men. Yeah, that is uh, my jam. And who is that? Who is this? It's Jim awesome. Fucking Lee. Love it. Yeah. So the first one I ever read, because uh, obviously I'd watched the cartoon at this point. The first ever one I checked out. This was uh, the Uncanny X Men Acts of Vengeance graphic novel. Which has it's got Mandarin and Psylocke on the front of it, but it's it's weird. It's got it's got it says Mandarin has a new assassin and Psylocke is her name. So it's about her being a bit of a psycho, really. So this is the first time, and this, this, God, the pages fall out of this. This is how old it is. It's just bad. But um, this is really nice, cool Jim Lee artwork. Um, oh, there's some water damage on this as well. This has not been looked after, man. Well done, Ben. Um, that's not getting slabbed and graded. No, no, well, it's, I mean, it's an it's an eight ninety nine eight pounds ninety nine graphic novel. Oh, so is it British? Yeah, yeah, it's a British print. The looks of things, um, but yeah, it was it was dark and it was violent at times. Because bear in mind, like I said, I'd never experienced comics like this. I was experiencing like because this would be oh god, I don't even know when this came out. I think I was about, I was still getting those Spider Man adaptations, so I was still pretty young. Um, and I got this one, and I remember being quite freaked out by it because there was some things. Well, Psylocke just goes on a rampage and kills everyone in it. It's really weird. I don't even know how to explain it. So I couldn't remember the story, but like she's like there's one part, there's a few pages here where she kills. Um, I don't know if you can see that. It's where she kills Dazzler. So she, oh my she, god! Yeah, she executes her, kills her, takes her like her ring or something. And she's after all these rings, and I can't remember. I'd have to read it to find out again. But um, uh, she kills Havoc. Is um, is it is this like a collected book or is it in OGN? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a one. I I, I don't know. I, I presume it's collected. Oh, there's ad, there's adverts for um McFarlane Spider Man at the back. There you go. Look at that. There you go. Um, but that was the first ever one of the first ever graphic novels I got, and it was the first X Men one. But I didn't even know who Psylocke was because obviously she wasn't in the cartoon. Oh yeah, I, of I, course. I like, yeah, who yeah, the yeah. hell? I don't know who any of these characters are. I had no that idea. That was a weird uh, first start to the X Men so... for you. Yeah, talk about jumping on points, right? That was weird. <laughs> that was a bad decision. Like I was like, there's this woman who I don't know who she is killing a load of the X-Men. Don't, don't know. Yeah. But the well, the one that I have most the fondest memories for is this one, which was, again, another UK reprint. Hey, that's a thick, that's a thick one, that. I know, that's a battle to tell. But the reason this one's super interesting and why I always bring it up is it's, well, it's called Spider-Man's Greatest Villains. And again, it was... I've was never reading... heard of that. No, because it's just a compilation that someone's put together. Oh, it's, it's a UK compilation. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's different stories. So the first story, for example, is Mysterio, and it's a Steve Ditko story. Oh, which was the first awesome. Mysterio. 
So is it Amazing Spider-Man like collected or? Well, it's it's, it's multiple Spider-Man stories because it doesn't have any rhyme or reason. It's just like a different villain for each story. So like um, and this is what my I'm saying my it was my first experience to different art styles, so to speak. So like right, I'll show you what I mean. So you got you know Steve Ditko, Mysterio, like I said, right? Okay, moving on from there. The next story, the very next story, is. Todd McFarlane Venom <laughs> stuff. And it's like completely different. And I was like, what? And then you go from that and you're back to John Romita Sr. doing the Vulture. <laughs> That's it's, a really cool compilation, so... dude. Yeah, it's loads of random. And, and it's not. It's obviously not really in print or anything anymore. There's a Carnage. So basically the villains are uh, Vulture, Carnage, Electro, Dr. Octopus, Mysterio, the Kingpin, Hobgoblin and Venom. Awesome, man. You've got them all there. Well, yeah, but it's weird that there's no Green Goblin. But then it's because, but it's because it's it's clearly someone's put this together when the cartoon was out. Yeah, yeah, like, just it, like a cash in. Well, you said. Well, I say that, but why the hell is Electro there? Because <laughs> Electro wasn't in the cartoon till like what? Red Skull's son or something stupid, wasn't it? Or if you or if you're talking about the early Spider-Man, he was in that early Spider-Man cartoons. Oh yeah, I suppose yeah. I suppose. I've, it's, I've it's got so them on DVD. You know what? My my son used to love that. Like when he was really young. I used to put on the old school Spider-Man cartoons, and he used to just mm-hmm. sit there and watch them. He loved them. Oh, I tell you what's really good. If you get if you get the chance, you can find the soundtrack. Oh, really? One, and it's someone's edited all the the tracks. So you know, taken the voices out and then tried to make it so they they work. There are some voices in it still, but like you can listen because that's all like um sort of a bit of jazz and Muzak stuff. It's like boom, 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 boom. It's like, what is this? But like, you can get it on vinyl now as well. Really? So I wanted to get it. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to get it because I was like, I quite like the music. It's stupid. Like that. <laughs> that's but yeah, so that's that's me. So so this was probably the most important Spider-Man graphic novel for me. That's so cool. Um, and then I got into, and I know you don't like him, but I got into John Romita Jr. Was I think John Romita Jr.'s and Mark, is it Strasansky? I can never say his name, but yeah. It was that era of Spider-Man that got me into reading Spider-Man trades. Yeah, and then the other thing—not that I'll mention because I know we want to we want to go—but <laughs> um, the other thing was I did I I my mum encouraged me to read a lot, and that's kind of why I was into uh, comics because it was a combination of the two, um, like images and that. And um, the other thing I used to read was obviously the superhero stuff. Uh, from when I was a kid, but also when I was re- when I was really young, I used to read a lot of Garfield and um, uh, uh, Tintin. Oh right, yeah, yeah. One. With you yeah. just saying Tintin, it just reminded me. Mm. I used to read a lot of Asterix. Yeah, Asterix was another one. Yeah, yeah, I liked Asterix. They were yeah, really yeah. good. I used to get them from the library. Mm. Asterix is still, still great. If you, re- I find them really funny. Uh, Tintin. Tintin's a weird one because I like I like. I still like Tintin, but I think it's more of a nostalgia thing for Tintin because, I mean, it has some of them have not aged well. Not to mention some of them are incredibly racist now. <laughs> like, Snowy the Dog. Have you heard? There's there's one one I think it's the first one in fact, which is Tintin in the Congo. <laughs> God, <laughs> that title already is very yeah, problematic. <laughs> exactly. You could if you type in into Google and just find the cover. That's enough. <laughs> Literally, I, I went to a shop in um, in Nottingham and they were selling Tintin stuff. And it's really cool that they did that. The problem was, which I was a bit like, oh shit, I don't know how you could do that. They had some uh, covers as postcards and one of them was Tintin in the Congo. And I was like, you can't have that. 
There's literally Tintin in the car with some people from Africa uh, that don't look very... Um, PC. Uh, no, not at all. Not even in the slightest. No, you can't even try. You you can't even try. I'm talking like they went mental on the black ink is what I'm saying. They, they did not... You can't even try and hide that. Oh, uh, fuck yeah. yeah. So it's... Yeah. So it, it hasn't aged well and you know in more ways than one. <laughs> so... But um, yeah, so Tintin was the other thing. Yeah, awesome, sure. man. So, so yeah, a lot of stuff. Thank you for letting me ramble on about comics. Not at all, dude. It's it's been great. Just to finish, mm-hmm. I'm gonna uh, read a few comments out from uh, the instant Facebook post that I put out. Awesome. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I asked you guys what was your gateway into comics. Um. Got a comment here from my partner Abigail Robinson. Hello, Abigail. She put Saga. So. Oh. Yeah, that, I, I that find makes a lot. Sense, though. I mean, I don't want to generalise at all, but a lot of girls like Saga, don't they? Oh, you're um, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, but you, you're right. You're right. It's. I, um, but I, it's... I asked her. I said, "Well, how did you discover it?" Because in a way, it's kind of like a strange one because it's kind of indie. I know it's image, but you know, and it's uh, it's not well, superheroes. I mean, so still indie. It's like it's how indie. how have you come across that? And she said that she watches booktube reviews she reads actual books okay, like novels yeah. uh and one of the uh, reviewers in their hall recommended saga so she picked it up and has not looked back well speak, uh, i mean from that there are people i know who've only read saga and that's it yeah it, it yeah, yeah. so it's quite an interesting one because um i know um a friend of mine she um she has a father who's into comics but she doesn't really read comics herself but she lo- fucking loves saga like she she has to read saga i've, um, I've never met anyone that's read saga and not loved it to be honest it's it's just yeah. a masterpiece i don't think i have either because saga is i said me i hate saga uh, no i don't really <laughs> i freaking love it it's like one of my favorite comic series ever of course um no i i I absolutely adore it, and I'm I'm so happy that I've got. Are you getting? Do you get them as trades, or do you get them? As I get them as singles. Yeah. Oh, you do too. Okay, awesome. Did you get it from issue one? No, unfortunately not. This guy did. Oh, get that I slapped and graded some. Hugh, Hugh and I, yeah, number one. But Hugh, Hugh and I, um, both took that. Uh, we took that on a punt, basically, which was like, uh, let's check it out. It's really cheap. Let's because issue one was like seventy four p. Oh my so, like, god. We'll, we'll check it out. Yeah, seventy four p. So we'll check that out. And, um, I mean, we know who Brian K. Vaughan is, and he's awesome. So we are like, okay, we'll check this out. And I was like, that was really good. I can't wait for issue two. And then, oh, issue two is really good. I can't wait for issue three. And it just carried on. And I was like, wait a minute. We're on, like, 55 issues now or whatever. And I fucking love this series still. So, um... Yeah, it's so- incredible. It, it's, it's, it'll go down in history as one of the, the greatest runs of all time. Oh, definitely. Easily. Easily. But, um... Brian K. Vaughan was at Thought Bubble uh, last year. He was. I was there too. Oh, did you? And that's you where there? I recorded oh, no. the lovely intro. Oh no uh, way! Yeah, I met Brian and I just asked him. I just said, "Would you mind doing like a bumper for the, my my comic book podcast?" Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Yeah, sure." He was such a lovely guy. Did you know about us then? Because you know, I had a table at that Thought Bubble. Yes, I I did, uh, but I was on a on like a quest to meet Gerard Way. So I did. Oh, I've heard about that. Oh my god! So it was like Jack was in the queue for that. It was a saga in itself, no pun intended. And I ended up. I actually ended up bumping into him whilst I was literally filming an intro for the Talk Nerdy uh, YouTube. He was literally like stood next to me, looking through a long box of comics. 
And I was like, holy fuck, that's Gerard Way. <laughs> just went over to him. And I was like, dude, um, can I get a selfie? I'm, you know, a big fan. Oh, that. so you've got... Oh. So, yeah, I just got a quick selfie with him. And he no was like, r- rushed away. He looked like a little homeless man. <laughs> I, I thought that too, because I did see him. Because I went to see um, Becky... No, it wasn't Be- no, Becky Cleaner wasn't in there. I can't remember who I went to see in the same Becky, area as her. Uh, Becky Cleaner was in, in the marquee. Yeah, she was in the same place as me. So I don't know why I thought Brian like, Cave on, yeah. Yeah, they were both in the same bit. I, I, pro- I probably well. walked right past you. you know? I think you did. This is what I'm saying. It's, it's weird that, as I said, did you know me? Did you know us? Because you probably walked past my table. Or yeah. Stuff. No, I, t- I, tweet- um, I tweeted Jack because I was talking to him about Gerard Way, asking him yeah. about the queue and that. Because yeah. that was before I think I knew you, who you were. Yeah, yeah. I think that was before then. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so the Brian K. Vaughan thing, um, Hugh and Jack were really kind enough to get mine signed, my issue one signed for me. Which in some cases could either degrade it or doesn't. And I think in this case it does because the signature, unfortunately, is smudged. Oh. <laughs> so I have an issue one signed by Brian K. Vaughan, but it's been smudged. <laughs> oh, man, that's heartbreaking. And I don't, I don't care because it's sentimental. It's more sentimental. I don't care. But at the same time, it's like, well, there's no way I'm going to sell that ever. <laughs> now. You can't even frame that. it because it looks crap. No, I can't. No, because I don't even want to frame it because it's like, look at this. So. Um, so um, the next comment I've got um, is from uh, Solga Only. He's commented saying, my intro into comics was actually through the 89 Tim Burton Batman and Christopher Reeve Superman films. So that's ben? that's an awesome gateway because I'd love all them films. I mean, yeah, they're both... <laughs> Not all the Superman films. ones, though, but... <laughs> oh, no, not all the Batman actually, ones either, so... My namesake is Christopher Reeve. That's who I was named after. Oh, seriously? Okay. Yeah, my mum was a big well, fan. Well, that's, that's, that's a good namesake. It's a good, name to, it's a good man to be named after. Named after, named after Superman himself, definitely. And I've got another not... comment from Shade underscore Fictions. That's Michael Monnier. Uh, he, he said Spider-Man 2099. Which oh is God! Really? Another strange <laughs> gateway into comics. Um, Jack Chambers is a, is a big fan of Spider Man Twenty Nine Nine. I'm a huge fan of Spider Man Twenty Nine Nine. Yeah, yeah. I like him in the Spider Verse shit. I like him as Spider Man, but I don't really think he's that great. Well, let's so. put it this way: the comic book series itself has not aged well. Um, but I of think the um, the idea behind it and everything was was re- a really cool concept, and it really grabbed me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as as a first comic book to read, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> no, I, d- I don't. Yeah. Know. Um, let me see. I've got some comments on the Facebook page, uh, page posts. Just bear with me one second. This is really cool to see, like how many posts and stuff you've got and comments and stuff. Yeah, well, actually, these are down to you sharing it on Facebook. Um, are they? Yeah, are they? I think I think they're like your friends because I didn't get any interaction on the Facebook until you shared. Oh, it. seriously? I have not even looked at them. Yeah. I don't know. I don't uh, just, I wonder if I know anyone. So, got a comment from Matthew Stockton. Oh, okay. Yeah, one of your friends. I think he's he's been on Super Eight Bit Power Hour podcast. Yes, he? he has. He's also uh, the I, I may have mentioned this because you know what we said about comics and stuff like that. If you go through some of my older stuff, he's actually the writer of the web comic that I'm still working on. Oh, sick man. Well, yeah, so, I can't um, wait to see that. Yeah, there are some pages. You can actually check. There's two of my pages, two of the pages without any dialogue on my website. So you can actually see them on there. But yeah, sorry, go on. You can link us to that website at the end, dude. Oh, yeah, please, please do. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Matthew Stogden, he says, I have a few different gateways, strangely enough, at different periods in my life. First was borrowing a friend's random copies of 2000 AD and <clears> The Punisher. Uh, we're talking a seven-year-old boy 
in the early 90s who wasn't old enough to see the Batman films. Uh, this sounds similar. <laughs> uh, but somehow managed to obtain random issues of this story with early men and their pouches, shoulder pads and guns. I had no idea what was going on, but I thought it was cool. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. <laughs> awesome. Another comment from Ben Fen- Fenlon. Um, yeah. He co-hosts a podcast uh, called Super Nerds, I think it's called. They're based in Liverpool, so they're, oh, okay. they're so, close yeah. to me. As Ben said, I learned to read on Spider-Man reprints aged three and four. I was always encouraged to read comics for the positive message and uplifting characters. Then I got into Image Comics on the early to mid-90s and I've been obsessed ever since. Uh, Harry Ashfield. Oh, yeah, Harry Ashfield. I know him too. He says... Harry Ashfield's an an old friend of mine. Ah. He says, well, after watching the Walking Dead TV series, I rediscovered the comics and Mm -hmm. found you could buy the actual individual issues in the UK. In the past, I'd only ever read Simpsons or Futurama comics. That's not surprising. Which came I, I, in oddly sized European magazines. Yeah, it's it's a British format, isn't it? It is not surprising that that's what he's into as well. I know Harry, and I <laughs> when he said when he said, oh it's because he I mean I think if I remember rightly, I don't really see him that often anymore. But um he was um hello uh, Harry, hello Harry by the way if you are listening, but um yeah he, I mean I think we quoted the Simpsons quite a lot, so I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> and he says yeah. um, then he found the My Little Pony comic, which was fun. Oh, and I forget he's a brony. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that too. It set me on a journey of buying tons of trade paperbacks, yeah. mainly Batman, but also one-off spin-offs like Superior or mm. Wanted. It, nice. It's been a fun journey. Can I also throw that, what I just said just then, that wasn't me in a derogative way. I didn't mean it like that. Because, I mean, again, as I've as I've said about three times here, it's, you know, it's love what you love. Who cares? What, you know, If you're into that, then you're into it. Do you know what I mean? Um, I'm not. Uh, because I don't really care about My Little Pony, but it's really uh, it's quite fascinating, isn't it? When you you yeah. hear other people's stories on on how they got into comic books, because no one's the same. They're all we're all different. You know, we all discovered mm-hmm. them at different points in our lives, and I think there is similar. Like for example, I know most of the people uh, that I'm friends with are roughly my age. It's the X Men cartoon and the Spider Man cartoon and the Batman one. Um... But that gets them into superhero comics. It might be a case of like Harry Ashfield, for example, was into the Futurama and Simpsons comic because he's someone who is into Simpsons and Futurama. Oh, and My Little Pony. Do you know what I mean? It's that kind of thing. That's cool, so, man. Well, um, I've I've enjoyed discussing it all with you. So yes, sorry I've dragged it out for so no, long. No, no, don't apologise, mate. Don't apologise. It's great stuff. <laughs> I might do a little bit of editing. Um, I understand. Don't worry. I understand. But, your homework is to read Dan Slot Silver Surfer, and I'll have you back on for a book club in the future. All right, okay, that sounds fine with me. We need to get you need to start reading a manga, and I think you should check out Junji Ito. Uh, okay, I might, I might choke it down. Okay, well, I mean, like, uh, you can probably find it online. It's quite easy to find. You don't have to buy a book. It's fine. I mean, but if you, but then you'll be like, oh, I've got to buy the book because I loved it so much. So, just saying. Speaking of finding stuff online, where can we find you online, Mister Ben Allen? Right. <clears throat> you can find me as Benicillin, which is spelt B-N-E-C-I-L-I-N. And that shit is bananas. I've always wanted to say that. That's the that's the thing from the show. I'm on. <laughs> um, uh, on Twitter, Tumblr, and on Instagram. Uh, yeah, pl- as we've said at the start, I'm a cartoonist, so please go and check out my work. I do um, illustration, animation, all that kind of stuff. I have a website, which is benalaninc.com. That's ink with a K. 
Uh, and where you can check out, I have an online store. You can check out my portfolio and stuff, and the um, pages from the webcomic I was talking about as well. Um, although there's no dialogue on there because obviously we don't want to spoil anything. That has been a long time coming. And if Matt, if you are listening, sorry, we are gonna get that sorted. Luckily, 2019 is looking like a good year for me, so we'll we'll sort it out. But yeah, um, and if you'd like to hear me more. <laughs> hear more of me you can listen to me on the super power hour uh and on mint on card cast uh super power hour is the one we've been talking about a lot which is the pop culture podcast i do with my, my mates and uh mint on card cast is another podcast i do which is all about toys you had a bit of toy nerdiness earlier only a little bit uh when i talked about the bucky o'hare figure but um yeah i do that podcast along with my friend alex guttridge and uh, that one's a family-friendly one. So if you have kids and stuff, that's cool. You can listen to that if you want. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, I also do improv comedy with the Intellectual Hooligans, which you can also find on Facebook and all the other social media stuff. So, yeah, if you're ever in the Norwich area, go check that I out. I will. I will, Ben. If I'm ever in the Norwich yeah. area, I'm, I'm Norwich. telling you. I'm going to do that yeah. Super 8-bit Power Hour pilgrimage, and I'll go and watch your comedy. We'll set it up as a tour. We'll set it up as like a little... We'll have a little flyer for you and stuff. I definitely should come to your neck of the woods at some point, because I know there's some Comic-Cons near there, so I might try and set yeah, up a Yeah, dude. Um, Liverpool and Manchester, they've got the Comic-Cons going on. Um, yeah. And there's uh, there's some pretty cool comic shops in Liverpool, too, so... I'll check them out. Come up north, if you dare. Yeah, uh, well, I've, I've been to Leeds. That's up north, so, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, yeah. I, was... I mean, Leeds is nicer than, than here, but, you know... <laughs> Oh, is it? I thought Leeds was rubbish. What are you talking about? <laughs> I like Leeds. <laughs> the, thought, the thought bubble in Leeds is... No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, is, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you want to um, check out more of this show, um, go to chriscomicspodcast.com and there you can listen to all the old episodes from episode one right up to this one. Um, you can also listen on the Apple podcast app um, oh, yeah. find the links to that on all the socials at Chris's Comics Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook um, and remember Chris's has two S's uh, don't ask me why I think it was some decision I made early on that stuck I don't know if it's grammatically correct but uh, I don't think it is but then it's your brand it's your brand mate don't worry about it it's, who cares who cares because I, I remember when I did the logo I sent you it correct and you were like oh no can you never like, yeah oh, can you do it wrong I please <laughs> I, like, I guess so if you want me to be grammatically incorrect i'm fine now nah, who cares it's your brand so yeah go go check out all those other uh, episodes if you haven't already uh please like the facebook page and follow the instagram and that'd be great um and next week not next week next month um i'll probably probably be joined by resident special guest jb again and we're going to be talking about... Oh, is he new? I've never heard of him. Yeah, I think he's a new guest, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be talking about the Ultimate Volume 2, so more Mark Millar talk, if you can bear it. Thank you for having me on the show. Chris. You're more than welcome, dude. It's been a long time coming, and mm-hmm. yeah, come on again, definitely. I, I would gladly come on again. If, you let, if you'll have me, I'll, I'll be on again at some point. I'll speak to you soon, and listeners, you'll hear from us soon. So, thanks for listening. Thank you, guys. Take it easy. See you later. Chris is coming. <laughs> Thank you. Chris is coming.